0: Oh, dude! Fucking full moon last night.
1: <clears throat> am I gonna? Am I gonna read about it in the newspaper?
0: You might. Matter of fact, just I was at your place all night. All right.
1: I got you. You know that.
0: Yeah. All right. Did you? Have we updated the uh, the lock here?
1: I thought it was just a key.
0: Okay. Well, there's you know, one key and the pin lock. And... This is a lot of security. Wait, why are the lights on?
2: Oh, did,
1: did you, you close last night? In? Why are the lights on? I close every night.
0: You got you know. got your gun.
1: Thirty beers last night. Yeah. I got okay.
0: Dull. All right. I'll. You just follow me in. Okay.
1: All right. I got you. Hello. Hello. Expose yourselves.
2: Who the fuck is that?
3: Hey, hey, uh, we came yesterday, yep, our oh, van hey, broke down. Oh, hey, hey, yep, 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 oh. yep, 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 oh.
1: shit. Those dudes, mm. that's right, shit. How
0: are you guys? I forgot you were in here. Never
4: better, man. Did Good night's sleep. lock them in here, or did...
1: Hey, they put their sleeping bags down, and I, you know, said, all right, guys, all right. we're going to <sighs> party, and they're like, we need some sleep. All right.
0: Uh, do you guys need to use the restroom or something? Like, I
1: don't... oh,
3: I, I I did earlier. I hope you don't mind. I cleaned up too. There's, I don't know, weirdly, just like just you know, all these beers all over the place in there. I kind of moved them into a you know another location and cleaned it up a little bit. I hope you don't mind.
0: But there's still you, there's still some beers left in the bathroom now.
3: I. You I know what? It. I couldn't sleep last night. I was doing a lot of cleaning. Um I think I moved them all out and I put them in the fridge in back actually.
0: And, and as you're time saying time this right and here. I'm and I'm looking yeah. around now. Uh Dan, I don't know where I don't know where anything is anymore. What is this? What Did you looks guys like, rearrange the store?
1: looks Like this shit's in ABC order or something. Yeah, it's just
4: we reorganized a little bit. People yeah. love it when other people rearrange their stuff oh where'd the mm, as a favor
1: puppet section go
4: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah that was the. I, I, you know what i didn't really
3: understand what the organizational structure was and i was like you know if i'm a customer coming in here i want to make it like easier to find stuff so we me and nick just reorganized it all last night
5: shut up what's what's up dipshits shut Fuck. my fucking god damn it who are these other guys
1: we're not even open yet leave
5: who are, who are the new guys in this store?
0: I'm going to go here. check and make sure there's some bathroom
5: beers left. Hey, did you all guys right, hear right, I'll be back. Did you uh, guys can I come that? with
2: you?
0: Yeah, come on, yeah. Nick. We don't want to be here anyway.
2: Come on. Okay. Did you guys Did you guys
5: hear that I when I stepped that. into the building?
2: Oh, do you,
1: are you? Why do you have a snowboard on?
5: It's not a snowboard. I strapped a motherboard to my feet to fit in with the theme this month. My feet are all cut up from these fucking computer parts digging oh, in. Yeah.
1: What's the theme? Of a fucking juvie.
5: No, it's the theme of the story. You guys are doing a uh, software movies.
1: Literally, never heard about it. What
5: are, what are you doing? You I shit? haven't been in here in forever. What are you? Yeah, because the last you time you
1: fucking broke everything, you shitbag. i Where's you your were, foster parents at?
5: They perished.
1: You probably had something to do with that.
5: I I had nothing to do with it. I'll be calling
1: the local sheriff. Don't worry.
5: They rollerbladed off of a steep hill and have perished. What
1: what do you want? I want. And you're paying this time.
5: What do I want every time I come in?
1: Uh, To insult us about how we never went anywhere in life. Shut the fuck Uh, up.
5: uh, Skeleton movie. Skeleton movie.
1: I know. I know.
5: Do you have a skeleton? Hey, quick, quick! Cue. Where'd the puppet section go?
1: We got a whole thing. We got some guys. That, we got some new employees. All right, I don't have to answer that question. Sh- shut up. Uh, all right, now skeletons. You like any type of skeleton?
5: Any any type, dude. Give me a scream two skeleton.
1: It's not gonna. It's not gonna be a scream two skeleton. You know that. You have to get through that.
5: Do you that's have a, that's a do t- you t- have a new movie with Look, a skeleton yes or no
1: How do you feel about robots
5: <sighs> I feel better if they had a exoskeleton of some kind
1: Boom This week on 5 day rentals Class of 1999 Welcome back, everybody, to the 5-Day Vernals Podcast. We are the video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre category. And this round's category is Software Upgrade. Microsoft, more like Hard to Kill. I think I said that wrong. And anyway, and this week, we're doing Class of 1999 from 1990, directed by Mark L. Lester. And boy is it a punk rock treat! Um, as always, I'm here with my uh, super hardcore punkers co-host Cron uh, Howard and Bones. How we doing? Hey, man! Oi! He's he's in it to win it, folks. All
0: right. Are we supposed to do a like a punker bit the whole time?
1: Uh, if you guys can keep that up, I'll I'll allow it. I did like a
6: cool punk thing when I yelled oi, but
1: you don't have to follow suit. It's fine. We know. You're super into Floggy Molly. But anyway, enough of of shitty bands. Let's move on to uh, two of our other bandmates, our special guests here, uh, Brantley and Nick from the Horror Drafts podcast. How's it going, guys?
4: Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us back.
6: Yeah, thank you guys. This is uh this was a real treat.
1: Well, hell's yeah, guys. You
6: well, guys would be like the uh violin and the bagpipes in Flogging Molly. <laughs>
2: mhm. Is
1: it Floggy or Foggy?
0: It's Flogging. Flogging. Flogging? Yeah, like They
1: in- They played once and we left. Like we didn't <sighs> even I think were you at, I think you were at that show, Bones?
0: Like a point yeah. fest or something.
1: Yeah, I think they played it, and I think we just, yeah, maybe it was the one before that. <laughs> we just went and sat down. Yeah, we're not watching that. Sorry, Nick, if that's your favorite band.
4: Plug No, it's okay. I, uh, I, I. They have one song that I think everyone's heard. Right. Beyond that, I'm not familiar. Uh, the song the that was in the Departed. Departed. Yeah. Oh, They're that's Dropkick of, Murphys. Yeah. That's oh, a different. Fuck.
6: Okay. okay.
4: Yeah. Now I'm of offended. Cancelled. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
7: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Flogging Molly kind of had like one album that really you know connected and then it was a pretty steep drop off after that. I think. Well, yeah. Yeah. It, it was uh, It was Drunken Lullabies by the way. It's it the is. big Thank Flogging you. Molly so song.
4: Yeah. Which is a really catchy song. Mm-hmm. Mhm. It is. Did they
0: have this kind of the same stick as Dropkick <sighs> Murphys like Irish yeah, It's like
4: them, Barb. Dropkick Murphys, and like then there's like the real Mackenzies do the Scottish version of that. There's like the whole, there's like a trio of. And
1: yeah. then Mumford and Sons.
4: Yeah, yeah, and then Mumford and Sons. They're the punk rockest of them all. Remember think, when we liked Mumford and, Mumford and Sons? Mumford
0: and Sons. Mumford and, Mumford and Sons.
1: <laughs> That's our cover band. Bones. That
0: was like, I feel like that was your album of the year, right, Dan? Like their uh, first their album? Their first
1: album is pretty good.
0: You were like the first person I know.
1: I did go back a few months ago and listen to a few songs off that. And I was like, eh. He
0: did the right. music. He did like music for a movie recently, right?
4: Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, he's doing music for Ted Lasso, I think. That could be it.
1: Yeah. This Maybe is a movie theme too, but song, I think he was. Think.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. He does the theme. Yeah. That's right.
1: I know they just put out like a new album. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Those guys are still around.
6: So, sounds like you're going to have to issue a. Spring supplemental to your best of
1: albums list, Dan, and <laughs> correct uh, the wrongs. I will go up, uh, I'll listen to the new one, it might make my list. You never know.
6: You should go back, whatever year that is, and just you know, reanalyze is this the best album that came of out?
1: 20. I don't know, I want to say it was 12, but it's like not. eight years ago. I mean, <laughs> no, it's probably longer than that. This isn't a Mumford and Sons podcast. We do that on Tuesday nights. This is the five day Reynolds podcast, guys. Plus we we'll are talking here. about movies.
0: And Brantley's yeah. here too. He's just quiet right now for a reason.
1: Yeah. yeah. He, he hates s- Mumford and Sons <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so much.
0: Well, he yeah, he was pissed off that we got well, I got dropkick Murphy's and flogging Molly confused mm. and fucked off. Yeah.
1: You think we lost half of our fan base?
0: Nah. nah. Just the Irish.
2: Portion. Mm. I don't know. Now, I have to double Dan, check.
0: Last week I asked these our two guests if what sense would they lose? Really oh, put yeah. them on the spot. Did you think of a tough getting to know you question?
1: Yeah, um, well, not really. I was just gonna say that if we could all go through and just um you know Name our punk rock names. Like, what would we be?
0: Like, individually?
1: Yeah, you know, like in this movie, we got like Mohawk and Noser, and you know. Okay. I was going to name you all, but I figured you'd like to do that to yourselves.
4: I would much, much prefer it if you named me. <laughs> that really caught me off guard. It
0: takes a little bit of the pressure off if you do it If for I us. do it? Yeah. Oh my goodness! See, I thought you meant like punk rock name like Johnny Rotten.
1: Yeah, like what like would you something call yourself? Like, that.
0: like, so is there is there some sort of pattern to that? Yeah, like, I picked it- I I picked Jello Biafra
6: because <laughs> that's really unique and no one's ever done it before, dude. What was that again? J- Jello Biafra. Jello Biafra. I think that's the dude from Dead Kennedys, right? That's the like main. That's, that's the main guy.
1: This is the second week that the Dead Kennedys have came up. You
6: see, can't I, ask punk questions and not you, – you've asked two things about punk bands now and you don't know anything about it. I only know
1: two punk bands. It's Avril Lavigne and mm-hmm. Floggy Molly. No, You mm-hmm. don't know Floggy Molly. And you guys one. just corrected the name and I've said it for years that way. And honestly, think to, de- I was joking? to defend
0: you, Dan, you're allowed to ask questions about punk rock without knowing anything about it. I, you're asking. It's not like you're but, telling the total
6: total poser, dude. Total poser.
1: <laughs> I would be um, Ziggy pups. Ziggy pups. Yeah, like puppies. Like okay. It's like Can Iggy be- Pop, but with puppies.
0: I'll be BobbyRotten.com. dot <laughs> com dot com. Remember that site.
1: BobbyRotten.com?
0: No, but remember Rotten.com.
1: That's oh yeah, I remember. Okay, Johnny Rotten. Oh, I got it. I got yeah. you.
0: Now do
4: Nick. Right. Oh man.
1: Nick is going to be You just
4: you, you just have you have the, the stranglehold on the .coms now, so I think I'm out of ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was going to go for ZomboCom.
1: Oh, that's a good one too.
4: Classic. Classic. Pinnacle of
1: the internet. Uh Cromags Nicholas? I don't know. Who uh Chromex Nicholas that? is good. Who's uh,
6: uh Sid Vicious? Nick Vicious. Oh, <laughs> Done.
4: Perfect. That's great. Yeah, I love that.
1: Nick Mediocre.
4: That's fine oh. too. Accurate. More accurate, a little less cool, but it's fine. That body what about language Brandly? is like move on. I didn't <laughs> think
1: he's not he doesn't look like a vicious guy to me. No,
0: they're both very polite.
4: You saw how vicious I was when I uh, when my internet dropped out last week. <laughs> Bones heard it. That was peak vicious. That was, was furious. Man, <laughs> that was maybe a two
0: on my scale of one to twenty. <laughs> I we was didn't angry. hear it, Nick. Yeah. yeah, Nick. Could you tell us about
4: the horror Drafts podcast?
0: Oh
1: yes, do that.
4: Um, yeah, yes, I can. I can tell you that uh, uh, it's a Brantley's brainchild, and he was kind enough to invite me to co-host it with him, and um, yeah, I mean, we met each other orientation before freshman year of college, um, and uh, because I approached Brantley because he was wearing an Evil Dead hat, Um, and I was like, that's a cool hat, and the rest is history, and that was like 15 years ago. No, it was, wow, that was 18 years ago. And here we are hosting a podcast where we draft um, every week is a or every episode is a different subgenre of horror, and it, it's not um, exclusively film. It can be anything. You could you could ask us to draft, I don't know, the best second chapter in a horror novel of all time. That would be a fine category. Okay. So uh, it's open to whatever the guests really want to talk about and um as long as it's horror related we're we're great, we're having fun talking about it. So
6: Can I ask, was the was the Evil Dead hat one of those big foam cowboy hats, but it just said Evil Dead on
7: it?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's right, yes. And it wasn't the Evil Dead logo. Brantley had um had taken it to like a screen printing shop <laughs> and it was like an aerial. It was good. It was in Comic Sans. Evil Dang. Dead. How do you, well, you not you know, talk to hands? Yeah,
6: yeah. How do you not talk to a cool guy I like that?
4: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: Uh, Nick, when we were in high school, a friend of ours that's been on this show, Steve, he had a corn patch on his backpack. Now, when we went to school, you had to have clear or mesh backpacks because of you know uh, violence and stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, so people would just do the like the iron-on patches. Oh
4: yeah, yeah.
0: And he he had a corn patch, and I was like, hey man, that's that's a cool patch and i think rightfully so he was like well i don't really want to talk to that kid (laughs) like even though we were both corn fans we didn't want to engage with other corn fans so we still talk about that
4: i mean yeah that's brantley and i still bring up the hat thing it's come up multiple times on our show so Mm -hmm.
2: uh do you still have
4: that hat brantley
2: I don't think oh, he, is he still having. It. Yeah, I'll have to yeah, ask him again. He's probably
6: he's probably got it behind like framed lucite at this point. <laughs> <because> it's such <laughs> a so. it's such a monumental item in in your yeah. guys' origin story.
0: It is. He, cr- he can't hear us. He's just he
4: doesn't want you to know that he has it. Like. He doesn't know how to lie. That he burned it later that day. I haven't seen it since then. So Uh,
1: I think he he's gonna wear it on the last horror drafts podcast, and you'll just be like totally surprised, like oh shit. That would be
4: very touching. Trying to make difficult to concentrate on horror. Yeah, I would. Fucking tribute.
0: Stranger Things four. What the hell?
4: (laughs) Oh, it's
1: gonna get strange. Oh yeah.
0: Well, as of this record, Nick, you guys just put out your uh, nineties mega draft part one.
4: <clears throat> yes, we did. Yeah. Part two. Actually, I'm going to leave that up to Br- Brantley is cutting it now. So I don't want to make any promises on when it's, when oh, it's coming. Man. But
0: I was kind of hoping I could uh, sneak. Sneak some info out. Sneak some info out. Yeah, I was hoping maybe you would let loose like, you know. Oh, what's coming in something part two? From part two. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Just just tell us like five to 20 of the selections made <laughs> in, in part
0: two.
4: I honestly, honestly cannot remember what I chose for anything beyond part one. I don't remember because we were it was like we'd been recording for four and a half hours at that point. So I, I really don't know.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't remember either.
0: Yeah. Very knowledgeable crew. Those guys.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's all a blur at this point, but uh, it was a great time and we were very psyched to have uh, yeah, Greg and Murph there from the uh, weekly podcast massacre join us. Uh, that was a yep. lot of fun.
1: Looking forward to episode Very, two. Yeah. And everybody, go fucking check out the horror dress. It's fucking great. Yeah. Listen to it. Thank you so Rate much. Rate and review it. Give them some fucking love, dude. What else are you guys well, doing in you your guys. fucking lives? There ain't nothing going on in this world. It's a perfectly peaceful world. <laughs> talking about. All right, gentlemen. Um,. Class of nineteen ninety nine. Uh was anybody part of a class of nineteen ninety nine? show to our age here. I I mean I was in school at yeah, the time. I was a part but, of the class in nineteen ninety nine. Cron, you got a chick pregnant from the class of nineteen ninety-nine. Mm-hmm.
6: Yeah. Same. That's right. Yeah, I was were, laying pipe I was laying pipe in
1: ninety-nine. Uh, you're a badass middle schooler, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And guys, his dad is actually a, a pipe layer. That's He was just helping him for the summer. That's what that means.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. If you had seven periods a day, right? What was that? You're probably averaging uh, 14 girls a semester. Well,
6: I didn't, you know.
1: At his peak, like.
6: Once I checked one off the list, I didn't like to
1: double up, so. Oh, okay. Jeez. No wonder they kicked you out in 10th grade. You didn't even graduate mm
0: No. Kron, Kron, did you ever have, like, the principal's daughter just come up and just start throwing herself at you?
1: Oh, yeah, dude. I mean,
6: happened all the time, so.
4: Damn. You guys went through a lot of principals.
6: Dude. But also, I mean- The principals like never principal's had daughters. daughters. At the same time, though, I was, <laughs> like, I was like, hey, I'm flattered, but I'm pretty sure my teacher is a robot. And then she would be like, this conversation has gotten weird. And I would be mm-hmm. like, fuck you. <laughs> You're in on it. And it just spiraled out out from
0: there. Well, yeah. If she cut class and went with you to said teacher's (laughs) apartment or said principal's apartment, yeah,
6: yeah, she would have known. If she if she would have hopped on the dirt bike with me, dude, I could have proven all of it. But they never
0: did. See, I had an apartment that was just a bone zone that I pretended was a teacher's house, and I would say like, "Hey, you want to go root through their house?" And that's where we'd go.
6: Oh, weird. They got a WD-40 in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. This is my
4: cabinet full of lube. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: Has
0: WD-40 gotten to the sex lube game? Like, can you get novelty WD-40? No.
1: no. why? Oh, you no. don't want that.
4: You don't need <laughs> it. WD-40 does the job just fine.
1: You never do. <laughs> yeah. Stick. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> They're already in the game. They've I, been yeah, in the game, I, dude.
0: I, yeah, I guess it would never get out of beta, right? Somebody would get them mixed up. <laughs> I do think that little nozzle would be helpful, though. You know what I mean? The long that one? little, that little, yeah,
1: yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Let's that's, that's copyrighted by the Five Dave Reynolds podcast, yeah, and the Horror Drafts podcast. You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. Saves you
0: that awkward fifteen minutes of not using your one hand.
1: Well, then you had the old you know? like water based like, one where you the had to have
0: on your elbow. Yeah. Or, we're gonna gonna you had to have the spray sheets. bottle Where'd tuned? that washcloth go? are you, Aren't like, you guys s- glad you came back?
1: <laughs> are you like, wait? Hey, <laughs> next I spent, week
0: will be even worse.
1: I spent $32 on peach mango lube, <laughs> and I got to have a spritzer bottle, because we're not using it. We're, let's save our money here. Hard times. Inflation. Recession. Um, guys, speaking of recession- um, was anybody's school ever this bad? <laughs> Bones did say we had mesh backpacks. Our school wasn't that bad. I mean, they just did that because they freaked out about 9-11. So
6: I mean, we we can get into it with this movie, but why are any of these kids still going to school?
0: Why are you going? That's yeah,
1: don't go there. Don't go there.
0: Why is anybody in a free fire zone? Hmm. Uh, exactly. Why are these gangsters going to school?
6: Yeah. It's like the one piece of... Uh, of normal society that
1: they've upheld is that kids go to school like (laughs) they've just relaunched the program okay they're gonna see if it works this is trial period (laughs) and cody culp doesn't want to go back to jail guys all right we need to get into it uh folks from the year 1990 directed by mark l lester Class of 1999. We start off with text on a screen, like every movie. Lightning pictures. We got some dark, anonymous music. We get some computer-generated graphics here of, like, faces and shit like that. It looks pretty cool. And then all of a sudden, we get a super creepy map of the United States of America. And, uh, and my best computer voice in 1992, there were over 500,000 violent incidents in American high schools. In some cities, the areas around the schools were beginning to fall under control of violent youth gangs. By 1997, the number of violent incidents had tripled. Gangs had taken control of large sections of these cities. Some schools were shut down. The year is 1999. The gangs Control, or, hold on back. the gangs controlled areas have come to be known as free fire zones. Kennedy High School is located in the middle of a free fire zone. Uh, the police will not enter. There is no law. The Department of Educational Defense has been formed to reopen the school and control the gangs.: And then we cut to Bob Forrest, Dr. Bob Forrest. Uh, did anybody recognize this actor?
0: Stacey Keach, <laughs>
3: hell yeah! Hard to recognize him in that uh, yeah. look he's got in this movie, though.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, this is like you've never seen him before. He's got a white rat tail and <laughs> contact lenses that mm-hmm. are like look like lizard eyes almost.
6: Nobody else wears contacts like that, like. <laughs> Did he just pick that? And they were, they were like, "Well, you're Stacy Keach, so I guess we'll let it slide." I mean, do
0: you think he showed up like that?
6: Mm-hmm. I think he. They didn't have a one conversation about wardrobe, and he just showed up with all of
4: his own shit. It, uh, it for the first his, several minutes of the movie, I was trying to remember if that actor was actually had tiny, tiny, tiny pupils <laughs> that faced in opposite directions.
1: It was his idea to make it a albino villain, I guess. Mm.
4: He wasn't actually even in the movie originally. He just showed up on set like that one day. <laughs> <laughs> the rest is history.
0: Um, I really know him as the voice of, like, world's wildest police chases and shit. If you remember late oh. 90s, early 2000s, yeah, would, he would narrate... Almost every episode of those.
1: Isn't he in Tenet? Tenet? Isn't he in Tenet? No, I might be thinking of somebody else.
6: He plays the main guy. (laughs) No, he does not. He's that
2: good. (laughs) Mr.
1: Washington. (laughs) All right. He's making of a Mr. Bob He played all right.
0: (laughs) 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 Pretended he went the other way.
1: Mr. Bob Forrest, he's making a presentation to uh, some school board members about what Megatech, which is the company that he works for, is going to offer for the current school issues that are going on. Uh, Megatech, we come to understand, is a robotics company. And the situation has called for unusual measures here. That's what Mr. Forrest is saying. Um, Then he introduces the pride of Megatech. We got Mr. Bryles, Mrs. Connors, and Mr. Harden. They're super teachers, guys. These are tactical education units, and they come with XT6 hardware to deal with discipline problems. That's good. And they have got can... the kinks
0: of the, of the force before. Yeah. That's good.
1: Um, we also have Dr. Miles Langford. Uh, did anybody recognize this guy?
6: Hi, 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 Mr. Deltoid.
1: Oh, we have Malcolm McDowell here. Yeah.
0: Did did he age like fifty years in the span of fifteen years? Malcolm McDowell, like he just went from.
1: I mean, he's Clockwork pretty,
0: Orange too old.
1: Pretty famous <laughs> after the Clockwork Orange, so I'm sure he was doing a lot of drugs. And Is he older than Clockwork time? Orange
0: that I'm giving him credit for? He's probably in his thirties. He did a lot of stuff in between to yeah. <laughs> transition. Yeah. I guess I'm imagining he's like 17 or 18 in that, but
1: I mean he lived through Caligula. You would age through that. I mean.
4: <laughs> but if it's another 15 years from this to like Rob Zombies Halloween, and he looks another thousand years older than yeah. yeah, he just ages in weird increments. Underused?
0: Thousand yeah. years. Yeah, he adds a little bit of oomph to it though.
1: I'm just talking about in his career in general, I think. I I could use more.
0: Do you think he's a nice guy?
1: Oh, he's British. He's probably an asshole. Yeah. We love you, Brendan. Just kidding. I don't know. I mean I mean, who would you hang out with? You would you hang out with uh Keishier or McDowell?
0: Stacy Keach, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: Keach seems probably way more fun. No, I'd have too many Kubra questions. I'd have to hang out with him. He now.
0: showed up in a fucking. He made some choices, dude. So imagine how he parties. Okay, question here, plot question. Yeah. So they they create this department to re like to start schools back up. Mm-hmm. Why don't they move the school out of the free fire zone? Question number Good one. Question.
1: Okay, um, local politicians. Much in the buildings. Yeah, there you go.
7: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a historic billion- landmark. They can't. <laughs> yeah,
3: but billions to spend on this contract with his uh, robotics company.
1: Hey, they're, they're just a test site.
3: Here's another question I have about this school. Yes, they sir. say two-thirds of the population are gang members, basically. Mm-hmm. If you have a kid who's not a gang member, why the hell are you sending them to this school
1: still? Why would the principal put his own innocent daughter through this
4: shit? Exactly. Let's see.
0: If you have three kids and two of them are gang members, it's probably Mm -hmm. a pain in the ass to take the other one to a different school. You're like, you know what? Just Mm -hmm. get in the car. Yeah. Go with your brothers.
6: Yeah. Where I think it's kind of like. You know, why don't you join up this year? Meet some friends, have some fun, <laughs> get out there,
0: scrape Seems your like knee. Free babysitting. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't have to take you to baseball practice and shit. Yeah, you're gonna use the bat on other things. The only yeah.
0: sports that they play is uh, basketball, poorly, I think.
1: We don't, we don't know if they re- honestly even played.
0: Hey, we watched Angel double dribble. Up that street <laughs> for a while. Fucking angel.
1: Was there some? Was there some voiceover, a dub there? Maybe in there
0: with Angel. Yeah, something's going on with Angel. I was going to ask about it.
6: I think he's kind of got like a natural lisp kind of thing.
0: He's got a McLovin. Thing about him
6: yeah i watched when we were preparing for the our, our appearance on the horrors draft for 80s uh i watched near dark and he sounds exactly the same so okay.
2: mm-hmm.
6: i think it's just he's got kind of a weird affectation to his voice no he's it's
0: good it's just odd
6: yeah he has a strange yeah. voice yeah
2: All right.
1: Gosh, we're not even
2: five minutes in. Whose this fault is fire. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're
6: running plot this episode, dude. I mean. Nicks.
1: All right. Dr. Miles Langford is the principal of Kennedy High School. So um, he makes some comments uh, that he can't believe that these people are not human. Um, cue Mr. Bry- or Bryles. He says, one million megabytes and uh, lifts the skin of his mouth up to reveal that they are robots. So this is our first look at our robot teachers here, guys.
0: Is that the soonest that the tough teen is on board? Like when he sees that? I mean, that's within five minutes of the movie. I guess, but you don't get a ton of skeleton stuff, so. Oh, Okay.
1: Sorry, Coronda. did I want to pick skeleton or tough teen? Sorry. That's okay. It'll be a category
6: later, so. I figured.
1: All right. (laughs) Langford is uh, introduced at this meeting. And like I said, he's the new principal at uh, Kennedy High. And he says this program is very important. Uh, and he goes on to list all the horrible shit that's happened at the high school in the past uh, it says students with criminal records will be released back into the school for this program. They are being released. Now we cut to uh, the hero of our film folks, Mr. Cody Culp getting out of prison. Uh, he must report to school. That's part of his parole. So he's on parole. Uh, he heads out of the Prison? Add that to
0: the list of things that I would want to do as an actor. The get to walk out of prison or walk into prison.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like with the, all the extras throwing shit or beating on the...
1: Well, these prison it, guards
0: it, suck. It really, yeah, it really sets you up as a badass, you know? Like if you can walk stoically through a prison.
3: <laughs> Imagine all the work that creates for the PAs and stuff in between each take, though. Like, you got, like yeah. the toilet paper rolls flying down and all that. Mm-hmm. They just gotta clean it all up between every take. Sounds like a nightmare. I don't know if I'd throw my toilet paper. Yeah, that's, I'd
2: have to be.
4: Real that shit's mad. valuable. I know.
2: Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. Throw your feces, but not your
4: toilet paper. I mean, that's just like throwing yeah, money at first. the prisoner, like they're a mm-hmm. stripper. It's really insulting, is what it is. <laughs> Can I just say that Air Force One has like the best prison walkout scene of all time? Hmm. That sequence lasts the entire last half of the movie. Just a guy walking out of prison. It's great.
0: Oh, like basically the guy that they're like they're doing the whole thing to release. Yeah. Okay. That
4: scene is dramatic as hell. Love it. Is that Wolfgang? It is. Where did he go? Didn't no work Good. I'm not sure. It's unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. What's he done? I can't. Yeah, I don't know what his wonderful. most recent film was. Didn't he do that? Poseidon one? Avenger? Didn't he or Poseidon. The remake. Or the
1: moon is falling into the earth? Is Moonfall? that it? No, that's. I don't um, know. That might have so, been the other guy. Roland Emmerich. Roland Emmerich, uh, yeah. I get those two confused. Mm-hmm. It happens a lot. Um. All right. Let's see. Where the fuck are we? I
3: didn't know Wolfgang Puck was directing movies.
6: <laughs> well, people love working with him because he he can do craft services all by himself. Mm-hmm. So. Oh,
3: good point, good point.
1: I mean, he directs a kitchen. He should be able to direct a movie, right? Same thing, right? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, chefs are rock stars, right?
1: Nowadays. Yeah, they're I mean, I'd love to see Bobby's flay take on, uh, on Batman. Mm-hmm. Nobody? Nobody's going to run with that one? All right. <laughs> He's picked up oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brantley. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I was just all, all trying ears. to think in my
3: head like, okay, would like the villain be grilling something? Like what's the what's the you know, point of view of his take the on The Griddler? Batman? Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, all right.
1: Uh, once again that's copyrighted.
0: <laughs> I mean every E interview would be like, Yeah, I really wanted to deconstruct Batman. Like, <laughs> you know,
1: Spice it up with some mm-hmm. southwestern flair.
0: Yeah. I really wanted to approach this as like a fusion project, you know.
4: Emerald would do Emerald would do a killer Batman because the bams the bam- are up. just like already there. Perfect. Every time Nick. someone's punched, I know. There that's it. Yep. Perfect.
1: Whatever happened to that guy?
4: I was just gonna ask that, but um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. He's probably shit. fighting
0: gators and shit, didn't he?
1: Uh, I'm sure he probably did something sexually wrong to somebody. And down in the Bayou. Got cans. <laughs> He's down
6: in
2: the Bayou. Uh, Kron's been workshopping a yeah. Bayou character
0: mm-hmm. for months. <laughs> six, six weeks now.
2: I love it. I'm from Louisiana.
1: Come on, it's pretty good, right, guys?
0: It's, it's getting there, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. What are you going to call on. this character so we can. Interact with them. There's a
6: whole going. heap of gators down here in the bayou. <laughs> all
1: right. Our hero here, Cody Culp, just got out of jail on parole. He's getting picked up here by his brother, Angel, and a fellow Blackheart gang member, Sonny. Angel, Sonny, and Cody are all part of the Blackhearts guys. That's a good uh, gang
0: name, I will say. Yeah, I think Blackhearts mm-hmm. is a good... Good street gang name. Well,
1: Joan
3: cool. Jett founded it, right? And then she <laughs> yes. died, unfortunately, and they've carried on her legacy.
1: Mm-hmm. I think she's it just up, got yeah. just out of control, and she was like, like, yo, guys.
0: Performing out of yeah. school and was a victim of violence.
3: Yeah, I think that's what happened. Like, you guys are
6: really hard. SMGs? She's riddled no, with no. dimes. Her Her performance led to the violence we see in <laughs> <laughs> modern-day class of
1: 99, so... Um, we do She's have. the
0: Archduke uh, Ferdinand of,
6: mm-hmm.
1: of, yeah,
0: yeah, this universe.
1: <laughs> that was a World War One joke, if uh, for our younger listeners. Because
3: <laughs> this is a classy podcast,
0: and they got yeah. great history references. I
3: right?
1: don't. They're
0: smart. They <laughs> smart. I don't. I don't think they teach World War One anymore.
1: We went all the way back to 1914 for that one. All right. Good pool
2: bones. Thank you.
1: Angel said he's getting jumped into the Blackhearts next week. Uh, they get in the car. They take off. Uh, Sonny and Angel start to indulge in a new drug on the street called Edge, which is c- cocaine, I guess. They sniff it. It's Edge, Dan. If Something.
6: you were an, an Edge Lord, you'd know. But you're not.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, you snort it, but it's in a vial.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's it's maybe the most generic drug. It looks like very in a movie big. thing,
1: yeah. Like you would get caught like pretty easily with that.
4: They're just like glow in the dark rainbow vials. They're they're really inconspicuous. Yeah. Let's say you can find them in the edge houses.
1: It's so dark in there,
0: and also you don't care if you get caught if your mom does it too.
1: That's That's true. true. Like, druggy moms were the best moms, though. Like, those were the dudes to be friends with because you could do, you could stay up as late as you wanted to. I heard druggy watch... moms
0: choose Chiff.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I cheaper? do
3: love a dystopian future film with, like, their own made-up drug. Like this, RoboCop 2, uh, yeah, others what's... I'm sure that I can't pull right now.
6: What's the one in RoboCop 2 called?
3: I totally... Don't recall. Either. It's something like knows. Edge, isn't it? Yeah, I mean something similar. Yeah, yeah.
4: Minority Dredd. Report. Dread has its own drug, right? Minority. Oh, report yeah, Dread. One.
3: Yeah, Dread does.
4: <laughs> it's called Nuke. In Nuke. Mm, yeah.
3: Nuke. There
0: you go. And Dread has that cool drug that slows shit down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it called Slow Mo or something?
1: Yeah. 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 Who, who getting that letterbox list going? Come on, guys. Hmm. Uh. For the second time uh, appearing in Five Day Reynolds history, Mr. Alice Cooper, everybody. That's the song playing at the time. Um,
0: the Death and Destruction song?
1: No, this is the second one that plays. Okay. They, I read a, cu- a couple things that said it starts off with Alice Cooper, and yeah, come to find out it didn't.
4: 1984 yeah. does, though. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's They that's brought a, him uh, back. That's the one thread that links the two movies is that Alice Cooper. There's one shot in both universes. Well, his mm. intro
1: shot to the school as well is done exactly the same from 84 as well. So he redid mm. recreated that as well. So that's some further research for you there cuz we know what we're doing here, right? What? Huh? <laughs> same shot. Um Cody's not into Edge. He decides that times need to change. Uh, Cody's
6: he, Cody's constantly pounding beers, being like, fuck you if you do edge.
1: Dude, <laughs> beers are fine, dude. Just, Drugs are yeah. not.
6: Just drink like a normal person, all right?
0: Yeah.
1: He is underaged, probably.
0: Maybe. He is constantly involved in violence and other crimes and bitches about, if I get in trouble, I'm going back to jail. <laughs> Uh, he <coughs> should have been back true. in
1: juvie already like mm-hmm. 15 minutes in. All right. We cut to them. They, uh, Cody's driving here. He takes a turn into razor head control or razor heads controlled areas. Um, I love a movie that decides to design the cars to the future. Mm-hmm. Like, just makes me so fucking happy.
0: I think. But they drop the ball, though, later because the teacher's cars are just four Tauruses.
1: Yeah. No, it's just one four torus.
0: <laughs> yes, they say they... Yes, we'll get to that.
1: <laughs> well, I was
6: going to say, that's why you like uh, Fury Road so much, right? hmm I've never seen that. Because
0: movie. of all the four Tauruses. <laughs> Dan yeah. loves Fury yeah. Road, guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe his favorite movie. Yeah, at
6: least
1: top
0: three. He doesn't think it's overrated at all.
1: Is it in black and chrome or a color?
0: (laughs) Whatever flavor you want, dude. It's whatever version you decide to watch that day. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. All right. The Razorheads, they stop the car. Uh, We got a character named Hector here who welcomes Cody back. Uh, uh, They're kind of talking. Cody says he should have been in jail because Hector knows that Cody just got out. Uh, something's going on with Sonny on the other side. He calls them a bunch of assholes. They peel off. Hector jumps on the back of the car, which that was a dumb choice. Why would you do that? Why did he choose to drive drive through
0: here to begin with? Because he's been
1: locked up, man. He don't know.
0: But but they even tell him, like, hey, they control this territory now, and he just continues. And even his brother's like, what the fuck are you doing?
3: Yeah, it's weird, especially because he wants, like, no involvement with the game, but he's very intentionally antagonizing mm-hmm. a different gang also God, they, God, oh sorry God. go ahead oh no i was gonna say they, they seem to have like a shanty town built here so do the gang members live in these ranch ramshackle buildings and if so again just goes back to the like why are they even bothering going to school you know i get our main characters they live with their mom she probably wants them to go whatever but i mean if you're just living in your gang occupied territory in your ramshackle house what's why bother? and the school I
0: mean, bus route goes through there. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's an armored school bus. Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I came out of a uh, a tent made of towels and I was like mm-hmm. if this is what the gang has to offer, like I'm out of the razor heads, guys.
0: Yeah. Maybe you go to fucking high school just to get out of the element for a little bit.
1: No, I'm going to like the recruit station from
0: camping. You're just <laughs> The recruiting station? Are you gonna go be a Nazi cop?
1: Uh, no. I'm gonna be a U.S. Army soldier, badass. <laughs> Duh. All right, Hector jumps on top of the car. The chase ensues through yeah this ghetto ass Razorhead streets. Uh, this is actually was a neighborhood that they just started shooting in in Seattle. <laughs> and nobody cared. Just bums everywhere and shit. Uh Razorheads started uh they start shooting at Cody and his crew. They're all running. Uh Cody does some great defensive driving here and manages to avoid the razor heads as they flip over uh the car that they're in and they get away. We get Cody with a great one-liner here. Looks like Hector's gonna be late for school today. Uh then yeah, right a, <laughs> right behind them comes the armored school bus that's cruising through. <laughs> uh Cody pulls up to the school. Uh, he's like, "What's going on with all this fucking security here? They explain that the cops have their own goon squad installed at the school, which if cops don't enter then what is what is that i don't I didn't understand that either
0: overtime yeah
1: just something to do on the off off time. They're all wearing masks they look very intimidating. Yeah.
0: I know in St. Louis like anytime you see a bike cop, he's on overtime. He's making like a ridiculous amount of money because that little area paid to have like two bike cops. So, Huh. you'd think you'd want those guys like really well rested, you know, so they could make really good decisions.
1: It's like a bicycle cop. Yeah.
0: yeah. In St. Louis. Like in, in, in the downtown area and some of like city neighborhoods, the people like the richer people will get together and they will pay the overtime to have like two or three bike cops staffed at all times, especially like, you know, weekends and crazy hours. Do you think they're like, you've got to make it worth our while.
6: So make sure to <laughs> pull your yeah. gun on at least three people while you're out there.
0: <laughs> Justify your existence. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah.
6: <laughs> We're not paying for nothing, so make sure I you... got a
0: drunk quota I gotta hit, <laughs> yeah, I did when we lived sort of close to downtown at one point, uh I saw two of them straight up do like the hop off their bike and block a guy and then help like one guy pulled his gun and kind of put the guy down. We were like, oh shit, we should probably go around the corner and it, all I kept thinking was like I could get away from those bikes. Like I could get it, I could run away from those bikes. Like,
1: what was the You hop you, a fence
0: and you're away. I mean I've you, seen Pacific Blue Man. I know that. Okay. Tricks. I was just gonna ask I what was that at. show
1: was. I knew it was Pacific, but I couldn't think of the second one. Oh, we need to add that to the list with uh Thunder in
0: Paradise. Thunder in Paradise.
1: You guys gonna come back for those uh series?
0: Yeah, we're gonna do a Patreon. We're gonna cover Thunder in Paradise. <laughs>
1: Oh, That's a nice. TV show
6: starring Hulk Hogan. So oh, yeah, brother, oh, uh, I'm aware. crime. <laughs> okay. okay, all right. <laughs> Back to fuck up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah.
3: So I get my cops might be there. I guess if they're getting paid overtime. But who in the world is taking the job as the bus driver who's going through these gang-occupied territories? I mean, even in an armored bus, like they, we have trouble now with like hiring bus drivers at a normal school. Yeah, I can only imagine there.
0: These drivers work for Edge.
2: Mhm. Mm. Mm.
3: There you sense. go. That's probably it. Yeah. Yeah.
4: The bus itself is half human and there's no driver.
2: Yeah.
3: You get half your daily allotment after the morning pickup, half after the afternoon drop off.
1: And a free school lunch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cody Parks's car or there or Sonny's car, I guess. Uh, Pizza starts... is
0: not a vegetable.
1: I want the green beans. No. They're from a can.
0: Can I have two milks, please?
1: <laughs> one chocolate, one white. I'm an you adult, do strawberry. Man. I need
6: more milk than that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> my bones are so brittle. One
0: please. chocolate, one white. I like to mix them in my mouth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, strawberry day? Ugh.
6: All right, Ugh. Cody Cody that Parks. Leftover juice from the morning's giving me his tummy ache,
1: all right. Where's my automatic rifle? <clears throat> Cody Parks, Sonny and all and Angel all get out. They start uh Sonny starts getting roughed up by the school security and he's taken off. Sonny
0: instigates a little bit.
1: Yeah, kinda. But, you know. He's a, he's high on drugs, man. He's just living his life. Oh, Angel Angel tries to save Sonny and kind of wants to get into it with the security, but Cody's like, "Ah man, forget him, let's go." And uh, Angel gets pretty pissed off about that, and he runs off. Uh, we cut to the the three robot teachers here. They're arri- arriving at uh, Kennedy High School here. We get our first look at their POV um, computer vision that they have very very Terminator. Uh, they're equipped with this. This will let us, as the audience, know what they are deciding and what choices that they have. So I thought that was kind of cool.
6: They kind of always choose violence, though. I mean, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know that why is... there are other options even presented on the home screen. You
1: know? No, he chooses discipline once,
0: and she tries. She she tries to talk the two guys down. But I get what you're mm-hmm. saying, Kron. It's usually like. They immediately go down. Yeah. Like, but why I, is violence already on that screen? Yeah. You think, know, violence should be a few few clicks away.
6: I think even if it's they at one point it's like they pop over to uh, report to the principal and then somebody's like, "Hey, fuck you," and then it's like terminate. <laughs> it
1: voids,
7: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah it voids that out. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right, they're scanning the kids as they're coming in. Uh, It's pretty much just telling them uh, which kids belong to what gangs, which there's only two. There's the Blackhearts and the Razorheads. Uh, We cut to Cody. He's being confronted by the other members of the Blackhearts because Angel was total bitch, bro, and just went and told uh, about the Sonny situation. They say if he doesn't want to be a Blackheart, then they have to kill him. Uh, he says he needs to lay low from all the gang banging because he could possibly go back to prison because he's on parole.
0: Did anybody else think this guy was Irish at first? Like he yes. had a he had a little yeah, like, yeah If you're not with us, you're against us. Yep. Like kind, kind of <laughs> yeah, a little flogging Molly vibe to this guy.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> a floggy Molly. Mm-hmm.
2: mm-hmm.
0: Flogging Molly Hatchet. There you go. That's your jeopardy before
1: and after before and afters will of fortune
0: oh
6: i i never Shit. get these
1: dude <laughs> you made that it was a great joke on that whatever episode that was and then i when i re-listened i was like oh, i think that's will of fortune
6: no they it do those all of they do those all the time on <laughs> jeopardy where you have to name like two things do they
1: yeah i don't think they call it before and after though
6: fuck you dude they definitely call it before <laughs> and after <laughs>
1: They don't have a category just called before and after that comes up multiple times in yeah,
0: Jeopardy I, I, For the reference, or for the to, to defend Dan, I was hmm. confusing the two. I was thinking Will of Fortune.
6: I'll write it down next time. Jeopardy's they too have, smart for they me. They have one every three episodes, like a, a thing where you have to name two things.
1: Dude, I'm living in the future. I've already seen I'm up to date on Jeopardy. You're not.
6: Okay, so I'll watch more of them before you do. So,
1: All right, let me know. You got my phone number. Uh, We cut to Dr. Forrest. He's heading into his command center uh, deep in the bowels of the high school uh, for the robot teachers. Uh, He has a team assembled here. They're all ready to go. Uh, This
0: And a guy that just changes his jacket, I guess. Yeah. Just waits for him and
4: helps him put on a coat. I don't
2: know why that stood out to
0: me. That just seemed... (laughs)
4: He'd been waiting there for like a year and a half while the school was closed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I guess it makes sense. He's sneaking it. He don't want to be like in your white coat, but.
1: He's got to look the part,
2: you know. Mm -hmm.
1: He's a doctor. Uh, We cut to Dr. Langford. He is telling our new teachers here that all the problem kids have uh, been assigned to all of the three robot teacher classes. Uh, one of our teachers says, academics will be up and discipline will be stern. And they kind of take off to their classes. Uh, we cut to Cody. He's sitting down for his first class of the day. Uh This is where we meet our love interest gentleman, Christy. Hey.
0: So not only does the principal put his daughter in this school, he puts her in classes with the...
1: <laughs> Robot teachers.
0: The violent <laughs> well, battle droids.
1: He doesn't know they're violent yet. He thinks that maybe the robot teachers are going to protect and have more order in their classroom.
0: Okay, so, I'll buy it. Right, sweet.
6: Finally, there, there's kind of like I, I think Christy, because uh, you kind of get a scene where you know she talks to Colp or whatever his name is, but later, Cody. yeah, whenever she actually introduces herself, it's definitely uh, kind of like. Hi, I'm Christy. I have to tell you my name now because I'm important for the rest of the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they couldn't figure out a good way to I- introduce her into this movie, I felt. yeah. Well, and
1: yeah. then it's with his Blackheart gang members screaming, you might as well put your dick in a meat grinder. <laughs> so she's trying to talk over that, how we treat women these days. Mm-hmm. Uh All right. This is where we meet Christy. Yes, she's our love interest for Cody here. Uh, Of course, the class is acting like fools. Gentlemen, whenever you were in school, did anybody ever throw shit as much as the people that are throwing shit in this movie? Like every once in a while, somebody would throw something, but this is just a large amount of litter.
0: Did you guys go to school in uh, Free Fire Zones? (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think if I did, I probably would have seen more throwing paper and shit like that. But no, I just, I went to school in the middle of the woods. So
4: it's rural New Hampshire. So New Hampshire had the fiercest free fire zones. Mm. I also went to school in New Hampshire. I don't know <clears throat> how yours was so much different, but yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I was, just, I was more rural, I think. I think that's why. How many, how many kids were in your graduating class? <clears throat> um, <coughs> me. I truly do not remember. <clears throat> I think I. Th- oh, okay. Uh, you actually had more. Well, I went oh. to a regional high school that had to take in kids from five different towns because the towns were so small they couldn't yeah, that's do what, like yeah. their own. That's what you had to.
4: No, my wife okay. went to one nearby, and that's oh, the same okay. situation. Yeah.
3: Damn. So I think my graduating class was like one fifty to one seventy five. Okay. Yeah. The 4-H barn was right next to the football field, so you'd see the cow and the pig in there and the pen and all that. Yeah, damn. We did not have a football team. School was too small. Oh, gotcha. In the winter, sometimes we'd ride snowmobiles into school instead of uh, drive because oh, nice uh, uphill both ways. No, and it wasn't faster either. It was longer <laughs> actually to ride the
2: trails. The snowmobiles were not motorized. Fun. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It was go. tough. Yeah. Yeah. Or I had Flintstone to keep style. one
3: foot on it and push with the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was like a Flintstone mobile.
2: Mm hmm.
3: You can cut all this out. I can't imagine this is of any interest to oh, anybody listening no, to this, this, is to this days, podcast. This is good shit. This
6: is good shit. We don't <laughs> cut a thing on this
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we Brand- go back and sense. add in more banter. hmm. Irrelevant <laughs> banter.
1: Now, Mom, I'm going to go to school. I'm taking the sled. <laughs> mm
6: hmm. I'd be more impressed if you snowshoed in. Yeah,
3: as would I. Be. Yeah. Because it was a 20 minute drive. So if I was snowshoeing, I, Jesus, I couldn't imagine a couple
1: hours. If anything's 20 minutes, I quit. Like, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not going there. <laughs> it's too far. All right. The Razorheads are uh, in this class as well. They are harassing uh, one unlucky kid for some money. Uh, Mrs. Connors, she walks in and introduces herself as the new chemistry teacher. Did anybody recognize this actress? Uh, Uh, Pam Greer? Yes. Pamela Greer. Yeah. I recognized her. Okay. Oh, this is Jack and Kron.
3: I, I do like, Dan, how you've asked. Do you, any of you recognize this actor for Stacey Keach, Malcolm McDowell, and Pam Greer? The three most recognizable actors in this movie.
1: see. Okay. okay. Yeah, they are. <laughs> It'll come up again, guys. Don't worry. All right. The Razorheads. Uh, Tell her to fuck off, pretty much, because she's telling them to sit down, and they're not really listening. They're making snide-ass comments like high schoolers do. She approaches them. Uh, We cut back and forth here with the command center and the the POV vision of what Mrs. Connor is going through and what she is deciding. Because she is newly programmed with the educational model, so they're seeing if their product is working
0: and with the vocabulary of today like what she's saying is is very hip
1: yeah she's a she's a she gets down bro
0: be cool righteous dudes
1: <laughs> have a seat on your cake that's a ass apparently cake is if you guess it know is that. that the new thing yeah like i just if, figured out what yeah. af
0: meant mm.
2: uh
3: as I was gonna fuck? say everyone's eating them these days, so it might as well be called cake. Mm-hmm. So <laughs>
0: shit. Dirty.
1: <laughs> That's the horde podcast, y'all. There. Rated Dirty. R. I didn't know you guys
0: party like
6: that,
1: dude. It took a week. It took a week. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> All right. Mrs. Connor uh she makes some choices here and uh she chooses fight combination to deal with these students and she kicks the fucking shit out of them. Uh the class settles down real quick after all this. Uh she also stomps on Hector's foot in the process and what didn't look, didn't look like it hurt. What that is Hector much.
0: wearing? He seems like he's wearing like thermal
4: underwear. Hey, like the bottoms? It looks like the like at the bottom of a football jersey. <laughs> yeah. I, I think at, w- at one point they show like not that
0: I'm seeking it out, but they show his crotch and it legit has like the fucking dick flap, like the the lining that the front of your boxers or like a long underwear would have.
6: T V zoom in, enhance. Enhance.
0: <laughs> it knows. Enhance. It's a smart TV. It learns my patterns. <laughs>
1: They at points they reminded me of. Uh, it's called Pant and Scan. The Hook mm-hmm. Kids. What are they called? The fucking. The. Are they? Blackhearts. Bangerangs. Now from Hook, the gang that he. That <laughs> yeah, I Pans. Said it. That's the word. The Lost Is that boys. Really? Is it the Lost Boys? Okay,
4: it's
0: the Lost Boys.
4: I think.
1: Yeah, they Rufio
0: were kind of yelled bangerang right or ba- bangerang, ba- ba-
1: ba- did <laughs> I, apparently, I need to watch Hook again. It's a Spielberg
2: movie, right? Nah, don't don't rush. <laughs> All
1: right, the class settles down. The command center here, uh, Mr. Forrest, he's very happy with the results. Uh, we cut to Cody and Christy. They're walking to their next classed, class. 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 Uh, she she kind of just starts hitting on Cody here, just straight up, I'm like. Mm.
0: Did you guys, get Topanga vibes from her.
2: Uh, yeah, kind of.
4: Nah, no, I can see that. Yeah.
2: hmm Sean, you might her.
4: be too young for Topanga. <laughs>
6: no, I remember it. I was just kind of like, I think everybody was realizing, like, yeah, that definitely fits. But I also pictured you like holding up a picture next, like out in front of you as you watch the movie. a <laughs> it's it's signed to picture. It's all <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got a signed photo from Topanga that. Mm-hmm.
0: It's behind glass. Mm-hmm. it's I like get that it. evil dead hat
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, referenced earlier uh, yeah some of the black hearts come up and tell, pretty much are telling Cody that she's the new principal's daughter and she introduces herself as the principal's daughter and her name and all that shit uh, she asks Cody if he wants to hang out and he should call her sometimes and he said maybe he plays it cool you know but then in the end, when he's leaving, he says, sure, to both. Uh, we cut to Cody. He's in his next class, and this is Mr. Harden, guys. Um, did anybody recognize this actor?
0: John P. Ryan?
1: John P. Ryan. He hasn't been in much.
6: Uh, well, Bone, he walks. Bones
1: recognized him, so you owe him a dollar, dude. It's just a fuck. Uh, it's right there. I'll PayPal you. All right, he walks in. He's very uh, enthusiastic about his history class. He explains that he's the history teacher. Uh, Of course, the students naturally just do not give a fuck and start giving him shit. Um, In the back of the class, uh, Beavis and Butthead, a Blackheart and a Razorhead, get into a scuffle. Uh, We go into full POV mode of Mr. Harden's vision and what he's choosing of course, he chooses discipline and physical punishment for these boys. He pulls them to the front of the classroom and puts them over his knee and gives both of them a spanking. Guys, were you ever spanked in high school? Or middle school? Or elementary school?
0: Elementary school. Yep.
1: I was never spanked. Not by a teacher. Oh. But... Bones, you were spanked by a teacher? In school?
0: Yeah, our assistant principal used to spank us in elementary school. I went to elementary school in Mississippi, so they still had that Mm. down there. Yeah, you'd get in trouble and you'd have to go and get your licks. I bet you were rowdy as hell, though, I mean. Oh, I wanted it so bad. (laughs) I mean. They knew. I was unzipping my pants halfway
7: there.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right, we cut to the command center. <laughs> I'm doing this just to feel something all right, so do your do your worst.
0: <laughs> See you on Wednesday
1: <laughs> I right, we cut back to the command center with Dr. Forrest here. He's very happy with uh what's going on. We got our little research guy here. he brings up uh is hitting students aloud. After they just watched Pam Greer fuck up two dudes. Why are they asking now? But uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Forrest explains that yes, it is still allowed. Uh, Cody, he gets a very curious look on his face like he's putting something together, but he's not quite there yet. Uh, we got to Cody and Angel getting home from school. Uh, they walk in. Sonny's beat all to Shit. He says the new history teacher, which would be Mr. Harden, beat the shit out of him. Uh, Angel and Cody's mom, uh, we find out she's addicted to edge because Sonny needs some edge.
6: I think Sonny and- is rightfully like, you guys just left me, though. Because it is like those cops start shaking them down and they're like, hey, you're our brother and our gang member. Good luck. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I think Sonny has a point. Is is all I'm mm-hmm. saying.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's pretty, he's pretty beat up.
0: <laughs> but, I mean, our, Cody has a point as well. I mean, it's like, Sonny, you did antagonize the guy, knowing you that were, I'm...
1: Yeah, he was high as shit, too.
0: ...on probation, or parole, or whatever the fuck it would be. I don't know. Did you ever just hang out at your friend's house while they weren't there? Just like while their parents were doing drugs, I can't that was the weirdest thing to me. is like when you find out that the mom was there the whole time,
1: <laughs> like... it feels like that like oh he'll he'll be home in like fifteen minutes, and you had to like sit there and wait,
4: mm-hmm. just covered in blood, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. oh yeah,
0: he doesn't clean up a bit no. he goes straight for a beer and sits down,
4: yeah, he's been there for the yeah. whole
0: day. Need to let this scab up a little bit, I guess
4: looks
2: cooler yeah
0: we had a we had a friend who had a trampoline and we would go over to his house and god forbid he wasn't there because it was like you were just so tempted to just jump on his trampoline and I remember one time his mom even came out and was like he'll be home in five minutes like go home go elsewhere like I don't (laughs) want you guys around (laughs) while." but it just it sucked man and this is like old school trampolines where they didn't have the fence on the side you know, yeah. you could double jump and we were doing SummerSlam and shit.
1: We went for a walk the other day in our neighborhood and there were three older kids WWE wrestling on the tramp. They had belts and everything. They had to be like middle school.
0: Did you go yeah. add some color commentary? <laughs> oh,
1: I, I was going
6: to say, did, did you look over and be like, I'm coming out of retirement today, I guess. <laughs> I just took
1: my shirt off and like slid on the trampoline.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. You should have played the Triple H theme on your cell phone and ran up to him.
4: <laughs> Time to play the game.
1: <laughs> that would have been pretty good. Just Stone Cold stunned them all. Mm-hmm.
5: They probably mm-hmm. would have went
1: with it. Then I'd just take the belt home.
0: They would call you old. You'd be like, you did a Stone Cold mm-hmm. Stunner. Fucking old.
2: They'd be like, what's that Get move? Her
0: Grandpa. Yeah, who are the new people? Uh, oh, wow, a
1: Legends of Wrestling move. No way. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a classic. All right, Angel and uh, goes into the kitchen. He steals some of his mom's edge. She runs out all pissed off, saying she needs the edge. Cody gets pissed at all of them, and fucking says he's disappointed and all this shit. And goes outside to cool off. Uh, we cut to the next day at school. One of the razorhead tries uh, his hand at some good old-fashioned rape on Christy, but Cody sees this and beats the fuck out of him before uh, anything can happen. And a few other gang members as well. Yeah. But uh, Mr. Bry- Bry- Bryles? Is that this fucker's name?
0: Bryles? Bryles? Bryles?
1: He uh, he. He sees Cody fighting, and he decides to take him to the principal's office. We cut to the principal's office. Mr. Langford, uh, he's explaining that Cody can't have anything on his record because he's on probation. Yeah, this Cl- scene is
6: crazy. The principal is like, "Why would you ever do that?" And Cody is rightly like, "It's your daughter, dude. Like, are you for real right <laughs> now?"
0: And he even he, he even's like all right all <laughs> things considered i won't put it like he has to yeah. think about it
1: it's not going on your record
0: uh, all right
3: i this, guess this guy's a friggin' doctor he has assume i presume either a doctorate of education or a phd of some kind and he couldn't put together why
4: cody would do that crazy yeah cody beat the the shit out of someone i mean two wrongs don't make a right that's what uh was saying, <laughs> if they were protecting my daughter from rape, exactly. It, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't give you the right to to punch that kid. He didn't. He's trying to make a good impression. Use your words, This is Cody. his first week. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Nick.
4: That if that happens, you go tell the principal.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, Cody explains that uh, Langford daughter was almost raped. He decides not to put it on Cody's record and releases him to go to gym class with Mister Brayless there. Uh, we cut the gym class. Mr. Brayless is forcing uh, Mohawk to do as many push-ups as he can and pretty much just slams his face down into the mat and calls him a bitch.
6: Uh, he oh, dismisses- There's a part in- Because the, they cut over to the PE class and it's just the the- Teacher is having one kid do push ups to <laughs> failure, I guess, and everyone else is just watching it. And it's like, this is the weirdest PE class I've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> one laughing. one kid is working out and no one else is doing anything.
0: Well, they did all their He's reps, Setting an bro. example. Yeah.
6: I, yeah. Who's knows? the last to go? Yeah, he might have been the last person. I guess that's true. But based on the scene we see, like everyone got dressed out for PE. He picked one kid. That kid's been doing push-ups for forty <laughs> minutes.
3: <laughs> Did anyone have a super hard-ass gym teacher?
0: Growing um, up? Nah, not really. Uh, hmm. I I might cut this out, but my um <laughs> my wrestling coach was my I see gym that. coach. Mm. so that's how I met him was like freshman year he was my gym coach and then it was like hey you should come wrestle and then Mm. yeah it was like a little uh, uh, brutal at times but in all actuality I'm like yeah he was his heart was in the right place but yeah he was pretty brutal on me because then all through like I had to take a PE class every year and I was in his PE class and then my junior and senior year it was weightlifting and conditioning so mm-hmm. I was, like, the example. It was like, all right, get up here. We're going to show you how to squat to depth. And, and I would literally be there for, like, 20, 25 minutes doing a cl- – and I would be the guinea pig, you know, for the first week of legs. Like, he, like,
3: loaded up and, like, just pause at the bottom. Yeah. Stay p- <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want to show them. <laughs> make you stay down there and, like, ask to grass and, like, point out different things to the students.
0: Oh, uh, Dude, we – yeah, we were doing, like, lower body, and he was like, get up here. And he's like, turn around, flex. We're gonna talk calves today. And he's like, man, you don't, you don't even have a heart. And made me like sit back down. It was like the only time I had to sit back down. He was like, you got weak calves. I'm like, shit, dude. Ooh. I got big calves. They're just not. I don't have that little. I have got that side oomph, you know, to get that heart going. Mm. You got that. You got the Arnie problem.
3: He was, he was really, you know, sensitive about his calves, and they worked them every day until <laughs> dude, he
0: got them bigger. More ways than one. <laughs> keep maids away from me, buddy.
7: <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, did <coughs> you, you asked the question, did you have a hard ass?
3: Uh, Not a super hard ass, but I've had like a couple of gym teachers who were like, I don't know. They're just stereotypical, like men's men kind of guys. And, uh, but they were actually like, they would, you know, crack jokes here and there and you know stuff like that and you know they weren't they weren't super hard ass or anything i wish i had a uh weight training gym class that would have been fun
0: never uh, never got that it was great because you'd get people that would think like oh it's just be like a fuck around class you know and then they'd get there Mm -hmm. in the first or like second week be like no like we're gonna set goals for you and you have to hit these and once you hit this pr like you've got it advance and like it was was brutal but i think Mm -hmm. the pe coach the gym coach is an important thing like i think it teaches you especially as a dude on like how to ride the line on inappropriate humor and like not get in trouble Mm. like 90 percent of gym teachers or like they They live on that line (laughs) they are the most inappropriate people yes like they are the champions of like elbowing you and being like hey see her over there like that teaches you how to do that in the workplace once you get older so they (laughs) provide a service
6: i remember one time in high school i cannot remember the pe coach but it was like some you know weightlifting class and i just remember everyone being like Oh, Mr. So-and-so, like, benched, I don't even know what it was, like, some crazy amount of weight. And it's like, well, looking back on it, he's he is a full-grown man, and we're all 15. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he should probably be able to do more than we can at this point in our lives. Did you, uh, the cement
3: blocks in our weight room, that would have, like, a chart by like weight and all the dudes who had like the max bench press the max squat the max deadlift all that
0: stuff yeah you yeah. if it was not a football player that said it it was like a thing where they would go well we need two people to verify it
6: oh uh, it fucking yeah, right. sucked
2: yeah because well, we'd be like hey, like so-and-so. an article
6: in the new york times like you had <laughs> yeah, to get it was they <laughs> it was brutal man
0: They'd be like, all right, yeah, we'll we'll schedule it and we'll do it and we'll verify it. I was like, I had the entirety of the class tell you that I just, you know, squatted four plates, like throw that shit up there. It used to kill me. All right, we're going way too long. <laughs> Fitness corner.
1: Yeah. All right, where are we at? Okay, Mohawk does a whole bunch of push-ups. He weeks out. They send a class off. Uh, But uh, he makes Cody stay afterwards and uh, wrestles with Cody and beats the fuck out of him. He starts asking him questions of, um, didn't didn't you wrestle in prison? He's like, I didn't really want to, sir. And he's like, I did it in the military. And he's like, lay off the steroids. It makes your penis small. Meanwhile, Mohawk is in the gym locker. He pulls up the floor of his locker gets high and grabs a gun.
6: This this coach does react like my penis is fine. (laughs) Like he gets super defensive. He's like, steroids don't do that. Don't say it.
0: If anything, they make your balls smaller so your dick (laughs) looks bigger. He's so they programmed like penis envy into a robot? I think
6: so, yeah. AI, baby. That's that is what the movie implies. (laughs)
3: Do we think the AI actually believes this? Like it believes its programming, like that he was in the military and stuff. Or that's weird Is too. it just like a lie that yeah. they know that they're you know, like,
0: yeah? Because otherwise, it's just weird he says it. That's more kind of an Eve Eight thing to say, <laughs> not a
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's a, he's a one million megabyte robot, and at least nine hundred thousand are about penis size. It's
1: true. It all no comes question the of that.
4: Did anybody else have to pull up uh, uh, Google and figure, do, the do, do
0: the conversion of megabyte? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't do that. What is it? A million megabytes is, I think, just a terabyte. Yeah, a terabyte. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I was like, but I got
4: to double check this because that seems really small now. It's, all, like it's it. a little less than a terabyte, actually. Mm-hmm. Even. <laughs> so easily enough to have a complete artificial human.
1: Mm-hmm. But enough to hold 10,000 songs. <laughs> uh Mr. Brayless, he continues to beat the shit out of Cody. Mohawk comes in behind him with the gun pointed at him. Uh Brayless gets a hold of Mohawk and snaps his neck, folks. Uh we cut to Dr. Forrest at the command center again, and he is pleased and says that uh the intelligence factor on the robots is evolving, and there's just nothing to worry about because his team is concerned or his team's concerned that uh, these actions that are taken by these robots are not how they should be uh, and Mr. Forrest explains that there's nothing wrong with them and there's nothing to worry about uh these are the actions that the robots have chose so that's how it goes uh we cut to Christy and Cody uh, they're arguing about uh what's happened to Mohawk Uh, We cut to Mr. Harden's history class. Uh, In comes Sonny, super fucked up. Harden escorts him out of the class.
0: Guys, Sonny might have a problem.
1: He's high as hell,
0: but Yeah, he might need some help. Sonny's fine, dude. Don't worry about Uh, him.
1: him. (laughs) You just gotta even out with some weed.
6: (laughs) Yeah, dude, you just gotta level off, man. You'll be fine. Just ride it out. Okay.
1: Hardin escorts him out to his locker. He he takes him. He opens it up by slamming his hand through it and just ripping it off. Pretty cool. I
0: thought that was cool as hell, actually. Uh,
1: and he finds all of uh, the edge that's in Sonny's locker, and he makes him eat it. Uh, we cut to Harden's POV program and vision here. Uh, he goes a little crazy and detects Sonny as an enemy and kills Sonny. But he takes his cross and puts it in his pocket. Well, no, hold on. He goes back to the classroom. And this is where Cody notices that Harden puts Sonny's bloody cross into his pocket. So now Cody knows something's up. Uh, we cut to our robot teachers here. They're meeting with Laneford. He's pissed off that they got dead students showing up. Uh, the deadly trio explains themselves, and Dr. Force co- pretty much covers for him here. Uh, we got the media. Fucking media. Sorry, they show up.
0: Pam Greer drops the the technical name for one of like the drug.
1: Yeah, like uh,
0: flawlessly. She says it like 3 times. Yeah, it's like
1: 3 times. I didn't write it down cuz I was like I'm not even going to try that.
0: <laughs> it was like Ethelmeja Hydrine
4: or
1: it something, but it was like but- 18 wor- or letters, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Now, why does um is it Harden, Mr. Harden? Why <laughs> what benefit is served by grabbing the the cross cuz he leaves the body, right, in the hallway? So it's not to cover up his actions, right? He just really likes crosses. I couldn't quite figure that part out. Yeah. We
1: just need something to I push. Mean, for, yeah.
6: First kill, you gotta have a keepsake,
3: right?
4: Like, oh, Well, that's strong. what I wanted. Is it a yeah. trophy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good point. Okay. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah.
3: Why uh, Why is the media showing up after a couple dead bodies? I mean, like, they have to assume dead bodies are just all the time at these high schools, yeah. right? Uh, and why is McDowell even upset, really? I mean... Who's gonna notice a couple dead kids it's, at these high schools? At it's this his, rate, it's his
1: first week. He just doesn't want dead bodies on his first week.
3: I mean, like, what two in his first week? That's probably nothing. Oh, it's just yeah. awfully convenient that neither of
4: like. them was his daughter. Things are a little <laughs> suspicious. Yes. So yeah, the, the, oh, there you the school go. across town, raped,
1: but the
6: school across town could have like thirty five deaths at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like two mm-hmm. two would be a drop in the bucket. So it's like we're we're looking great, yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know how the media is. They'll Throw everything fucking, at yeah. it for the first week, and then it'll, you know, they'll move on. They'll be worried about, you know, the monarchy or some bullshit. Like, that's what they'll cover, you know. We don't super, know what the
4: story was about, either. It could yeah. have been that this was the safest school in Seattle. And they true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> could be a puff piece, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe a piece on <laughs> Langford that says he's a new principal now. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Christy and Cody, mm-hmm. they meet with uh, Langford. Christy pretty much says that Cody thinks that Harden had something to do with Sonny's death. Uh, He's saying that it was a drug overdose, and they pretty much take off, although Cody grabs a piece of paper off the desk as they are leaving. Cody tells Christy that the teachers are killing students. She doesn't believe it. We cut to dinner between Forrest and Langford. Langford is not happy again with the robot teachers. Forrest says Langford is. Participating and participated earlier in a cover, a cover up of Sonny's death. So now he's in his pocket. Forrest says that the program is going to be a giant. Uh, that says chill out, but I'm sure that was the wrong word. It's
0: gonna be really
1: chill, dude. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's gonna be huge, and he needs to chill out. Okay, that was right. He also okay.
0: gives him shit for having a cocktail.
1: He's, yeah, have another. He kind
0: have calls him out.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm with him. I'm having It's
0: kind another. of an alpha move.
1: But he's drinking milk. Like, what's up with that? Did you guys notice that?
0: He
4: likes to mix it. Yeah, up. and he eats a banana. That's some other dramatic <laughs> Oh, <movie>. dude. <laughs> he's just the healthiest guy
6: you can come in with the milk. <laughs>
0: The the banana thing cracks me up because uh, he goes to eat it real swarmy, like take a bite out of it at the end, and he gets the curve of the banana a little wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I back this up a few times. It's it's like half an inch to the left, so he kind of has to roll into it, which is pretty great. But they use that take.
6: Well, they, they put like a weird sound on that scene too. Like it, The banana sounds like it's made out of pudding when he bites into it. I mean... <laughs> has a real unnatural noise to it.
0: At least it wasn't the Eve eight uh hotel like noise. Mm-hmm. That's true.
1: All right, we cut to Cody. He's at the Blackhearts Clubhouse here. Uh Angel's getting beaten in by the gang. Uh he says it's an and they say it's in honor of Sonny. Yeah, somebody
6: showed up to the wrong flogging Molly show. I mean kid was getting the shit beat out of him
1: playing they were they played that uh venue before
0: oh fuck molly's not here who are we gonna <laughs> flog
1: what's the real name of the band
0: F- flogging molly
1: flogging molly mm-hmm. foggy molly <laughs> F- all right cody tells them that uh harden kills Sonny. Uh, the black hearts tell him that he's full of shit. Uh, the gang beats Cody out of the gang. Uh, we cut to the next morning at school. Cody meets with Christy, tells her that her dad is lying, and he can prove it.
0: Is this the juice box scene?
1: Yeah, where he takes a Man, sip from it.
0: No fucking wonder these kids are all amped up. Fucking <laughs> just drinking pure juice and shit in the middle of the day. <laughs> when was the last time you had a fucking... Glass of juice or a juice box.
1: Uh, every once in a while, my daughter will leave like a half Capri Sun on the table, and I'll finish it. Oh man, just my not blood sugar it. would
0: fucking spike. I'd crash in fifteen minutes. I'd be fucked. My day would I be get ruined.
1: Her, I get the organic <laughs> ones. We're white, so.
6: <laughs> and Dan, you just you just dome it in one
0: pull, right? Like you just. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I'm like, quit being a bitch.
0: Yeah, you got to get that like good balance of suction and squeeze right
1: i'm like watch this and i turn it upside down and i pop it in there and she's like you're fucking badass dad and i was like yeah i know i was like don't do that at school i was like but show all your friends
0: what about you guys do you have to like finish off your kids drinks
4: my son really likes just, milk, which is disgusting, so yeah. it's not a problem.
3: Yeah, we, we, we jokingly refer to my daughter as the Dairy Queen, because <laughs> milk, cheese, ice cream, you name it, this kid friggin' the yogurt, this kid loves dairy, and uh, yeah, I can't drink milk anymore, uh, or, or do most dairy at this point, it just, it gives me gas, and I'm just like, I can't do this. Yeah. Couple. I have a bowl of cereal, and it's, you know, I'm clearing out the kitchen, so...
6: Couple little Howard Hughes over in the horror dress <laughs> houses.
1: <laughs> my daughter does uh, love milk as well. Any, she'll drink yeah. milk with like pizza, and I'm like, "You're a freak. oh, dude." But when I was my a wife kid, does too. I, like, You're spaghetti so.
0: with milk used to be so good when I was a kid. Mm. I don't know what it was, but.
1: Sloppy spaghetti? <laughs> oh.
0: No, yeah, we were a big milk household gr-
4: growing up, too. Yeah. Isn't it what, in yeah. um, <clears throat> the opening scenes of Home Alone, when they have the pizza and Kevin spills all the, like, I think it's all, like, there's Pepsi, and there's a bunch of milk on the table. I'll never forget that image with all the milk spilling all over the pizza. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's always bothered me. <laughs> you little shit. Yeah. I didn't, you little-
1: <laughs> I didn't know this was a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Cody meets with Christy. He tells her that her dad's lying to her and he can prove it. Cody wants her to come to Hardin's house to look for evidence because he knows that Hardin took Sonny's cross. Sonny does not look like a guy that's 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 rocking a cross, guys. So He's not going I, to church on Sunday.
0: I take it he's already looked through his desk, his locker, the teacher's lounge. Like He just immediately jumps to, let's go to their house. Sonny's oh, corpse his Which his is still in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They checked that. He put it in his pocket, what? so he knew that he had to go home that
4: night. Yeah
3: every
1: but... Every man changes his okay. pants at the end of the day, Bones.
3: But why? Why do they even have a house that all three of these teachers live in to store I all mean, their WD forty?
7: <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> right. <Gotta> be plugged <laughs> I mean, in. You, I agree. Why aren't they at Megatech? Yeah, like, don't they just like plug into a charger in the evening mm-hmm. or something. I, yeah. I don't, I don't understand this uh, logic.
6: You just need a space close to the school where you can lube your joints and
1: get back <laughs> out there. <laughs> All right. We cut to Cody and Christy. They're on his bike. They're on their way to Harden's apartment. Um, she grabs the paper that Cody had grabbed off the desk. And lo and behold, it was the addresses of the teacher's. And they come to find that's out. That's convenient, right? <laughs> that uh, paper with all yeah, the teachers' weird. addresses is just
6: laying <laughs> on, on lay the... Around.
0: Whatever. How old-timey, just in general. like I'm mm-hmm. sure that that was a thing that teachers, you know, like the schools would put together with an address and a phone number for all the teachers if they needed it, some reference.
4: It's like a telephone chain. Yeah. If someone is going to be out, you call this mm-hmm. person and then this mm-hmm. person. It's handy but... to have that but who's printing that up anymore?
0: The secretary. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. a rural school out in New Hampshire.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: But.
4: They didn't print it. It was all maybe, typed maybe. up individually on a typewriter.
0: Oof. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. one copy at a time. All right, from
1: this info, they find out that they all live at the same address, and Cody says, party. We cut to Cody and Christy breaking into Hardin's house. They go inside, find all this kinds of weird shit. A whole cabinet full of WD-40, tanks of chemicals that needed they need, I guess. Uh, we cut to the school. It's the end of the day. Not sure why they decided to break into his house at the end of the school day. Uh, they find empty rooms. Basically, uh, Cody finds Sonny's bloody cross in the uh, kitchen there on the table mixed in with some papers. Uh, they look out the window and see that the teachers are pulling up outside. They run out the back, uh, but the teachers come in and they see him. We've been invaded. And the chase is on. Uh, the teachers chase Cody on uh, his bike and they get in their trusty Ford Taurus and peel off. Christy, uh, he stops and lets Christy off so she can run. And so they're just chasing Cody. Um, this is where they decide to open up the driving driver's ed book rule book and, to, and say which laws that Cody is breaking as he's speeding through the streets.
0: I like this, but why don't they have that programmed?
3: Yeah, See, yeah. like you I think I've, with a terabyte of storage, they'd have. That. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, gotta race the uh, Lincoln Park out of there. <laughs> If you, He's driving instructions in.
6: If you just program the computer to read and drive, you don't need to program anything else at all. So,
1: <laughs> It's only a 1994 Taurus, dude.
3: Well, you think, too, being programmed, knowing how to drive would have included programming the rules Out and the laws road. of the road. Mm-hmm. So you think they you know, have that in there already.
0: And that would have been cool Like if it was jumping between the three of them. Like they were scanning Mm -hmm. different things and they were saying it out loud. Like,
1: Guys, what you didn't see was that she pulled out the motorcycle laws, not the car laws. I Mm. I think it's just
6: the same issue as Eve of Destruction, though, where it's like you can't accurately predict what the internet is actually going to look like. So it's that part where in Eve of Destruction, like... They could have just said she's downloaded a map of California, but they say, like, she's bought a map of California because <laughs> she we, we gave her the commerce program to know how yeah. stores work or whatever. <laughs> but it's just that extra step of, like, I mean, looking back on it, we know, you know, Google Maps is out there, but yeah, at the time, mm-hmm. that w- they would have blown their little minds, dude.
0: So you bring up a thing that I wanted to talk about with tech in this movie and sort of the failure to sort of build up the rest of the world. Like we – they have developed these androids, but there's nothing really else – there's not much else in the world to indicate that there's been any advancement. Like they didn't – like no no movie ever really predicts cell phones, but there was – like they – nothing in the apartment to indicate that there was like a special charger or anything like there was no holograms. There was no tablet. There was nothing to make it seem other
4: futuristic than. Yeah. Like it just mm-hmm.
0: felt like a 1980s high
4: school. They did have that little LED ticker. That was pretty cool. Yeah. In the high school, which is like
1: study, obey,
4: learn.
6: Oh, yeah. I thought it was so all the kids could Keep track of their stocks. <laughs> yeah. Minute to minute basis. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I just thought that was a sort of a failed opportunity that the only real like tech advancement was these hardcore androids.
4: All of the tech you know? is in the basement of the school in that guy's secret laboratory. That's true. But and I mean, like even those screens there,
0: no. and everything that they're looking at yeah, were just so bland. Mm. I don't know. It really hit me when they got to the apartment. I was like, this looks like an apartment my uncle lived in (laughs) in the late 90s, like a bunch of townhouses. This does not look like it has no feel to it. And then when you see the Taurus and then their other Taurus, you are like, but they had these souped up cars that looked futuristic. Mm -hmm. And then this is just a 1988 Ford (laughs) Taurus.
6: Yeah. (laughs) Cabinet full of WD forty, just like my uncle had, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Drawer full of. It's hot like dogs. all the
3: all the all the money in tech is with like the Department of Defense, which is then getting loaned out to the Department of Educational Defense. Yes, is that what they <laughs> yeah. refer to it as? So soon to maybe come, maybe I'm that's sure. the idea. The the population lives in squalor while all the tech resides at Megatech
0: and you know the Department of Defense. Well, they kind of got that right then. That most of the money is yeah. with corporations and the higher ups now.
2: Yeah. This
3: movie's smarter than we yeah. have been given it credit Hey, for. also,
0: isn't WD 40 like you wouldn't want WD 40 to like you don't have to reach for it, right? Like if you need it to lube your joint, like you kind of want it as accessible as possible. That's an excellent point. Mm-hmm. That like a first, a that first aid kit should never be behind something, a fire extinguisher should never mm-hmm. be behind something
6: that could have been overflow storage. We have no way to know that there wasn't more accessible <sighs> wd 4 Okay,
0: Fair enough. Fair enough.
6: And
1: technically, we didn't see what's going on in the garage. There could have been a hookups in there, you know. All right, this tour, this Ford Taurus smashes into Cody on his dirt bike multiple times. And somehow Cody survives this.
0: And somehow um, uh breaks the like ruins the braking system on the Taurus. Yeah. Okay, because uh, that's for some robot cool can drive, but bike. he can't break. Okay.
1: Cindy uh, leads Cindy Cody <laughs> leads them down <laughs> in a I guess it's an abandoned bridge. It looks like a bridge. It just stops. Uh he skids out uh that's the, the Sarah
4: Palin Bridge to Nowhere. <laughs> that's where the entire premise for speed come from, mm-hmm. where the bridge is not yet finished. Yeah. <laughs> straight gonna... rip off of this movie.
6: I was gonna say we actually need to speed up to <laughs> take
4: yeah, this bridge. Floor <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. There might be an incline. <laughs>
1: well, they take the bridge all right, and they go right into the water. Nice day for a dive. Uh Cody takes off. We cut to Cody at home. He gives Angel a gun for his birthday. I think that was what was in that bag. Uh, he's, he asks if you want to shoot some hoops. We cut to the teachers coming out of the water. He says, looks like we're going to have to uh, do a request for a no- new vehicle, which is exactly the same vehicle. Uh, they decide to start a gang war between the Blackhearts and the Razorheads. We cut to Angel and Cody playing basketball. They pretty much have a little I love you moment, and then Cody goes off to do his homework. We cut to later that night, and Angel is coming home, dribbling the basketball terribly. Uh, the teachers stop. <laughs> he's give such
0: little... an awkward kid, man. It's incredible <laughs> casting, because he's just, like, you have to watch him when he's on screen. He's just so odd.
1: That voice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the teachers stop. They give him a little chase. Uh they target Angel as an enemy. Um one just chucks him up against a wall and ah, a pretty fuck. great line by pain gear there, like, oh I thought you had him. But it looked like it fucking hurt. Uh they pick up uh we cut to a guy coming out at, or getting a pizza. Uh this is a razor head member, and they quickly take him into the car. Um they drive by over. We cut to the Razorheads Club. You think when he there. drops
6: that pizza, uh, if they had held the shot, we would have seen some turtles come out and grab that reach, thing from the gutter? Reach up
1: from the grate. <laughs> <laughs> Should stay just a little bit longer. <laughs> um, so we cut into the the Razorheads Club. They're talking about the guy picking up pizza and how he can't even find his own dick. And then all of a sudden, a flaming corpse rose through the window and... Uh, They think it's the Blackhearts. We cut back to the teachers. They say phase one complete. um, And then they pull off into the same Taurus that they had earlier. And we are going to pull out and have a pee break, gentlemen. Welcome back to the Five Day Riddles Podcast. We are in the middle of class of 1999. That movie's from 1990, directed by Mark L. Lester. Um, if you made it this far and don't know what the fuck's going on, go back to Tubi and watch the movie. Come on. Um, We got two gangs. One's called the Razorheads. One's called the Blackhearts. We got Cody. We got three robot teachers. It's It's a fucking good time. Go check it out. All right. We cut to Cody pulling out to the Blackhearts club again, and he, f- where he finds Angel. Uh, guys, Angel has died. Get a fucking blanket. Get a fucking Angel blanket. <laughs> Angel has fallen. Not sure what a blanket's going to do, but uh, then Cody decides he wants jumped back in. What a difficult gang this is. You got to get jumped out. You got to get jumped back in, like. They just let him hang around. He jumped him out. Like, he shouldn't be allowed back in the clubhouse, but I guess dead brother. Okay. Uh, so, of course, they think that the Razorheads are are the culprits of this murder here. So, they're going to go fight him. Uh, we cut to Forest.
0: A, it says Punisher Warzone on the basketball.
1: Well, yes, it, it doesn't say Punisher. But it says Warzone. Oh, on okay, the,
0: sorry. Uh, I just my brain just fills in the gap.
1: Clearly, <laughs> clearly cross promotion yeah. for a movie
6: that wouldn't come out for another <laughs> twenty eight years yeah. or some shit. Twenty years, maybe.
1: <laughs> uh, look. Yeah, the
3: Punisher is just on the other side. It was on the other side of the ball. We just didn't see. Yeah,
6: yeah. It's a deleted scene on the DVD. <laughs> Yeah, they He threw that basketball through
0: work. somebody's head. That's where he got the blood to write Warzone High Noon on him.
1: Mm-hmm. That's a, a Wes Craven film and one of the greatest deaths ever. Um, Forrest, we go back to his command center and his team is worried again about the teachers because they're not in the classroom. And apparently, if they're not in the classroom, they can't be controlled <laughs> on what their decisions are going to be. So they have to be in the school. They didn't Flora's- put
0: a fucking off switch on them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Flora all these says- movies
0: boil
6: down to... <laughs> you should have put an off switch on it.
0: Kron, did you recognize one of these techs? Like the bald one with the glasses?
6: No, I don't he think so. familiar. I-,
0: I think he is the guy um, in Seinfeld that is like the bookie that Jerry accidentally like... <laughs> Plus his hands, so he's like, his hands are all bandaged up.
2: Mm -hmm.
6: I know who killed Susie. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld.
1: (laughs) All right. Forrest, he says they're fine. Like, fuck, get off my back.
3: Nothing phases Forrest. He is happy with every single thing these frigging robots Mm -hmm. do. Loving
1: it. Uh, His team suggests that they should shut him down. Forrest, he keeps referring to them as human beings, the robots now. So he's slowly losing it. Uh, His team warns him that they're going to uh, revert back to their military form. We cut to the Black Hearts and the Razorheads. They have a nuclear bomb inside of them. (laughs) There's a 24-hour clock. We're getting confused. (laughs) That was our last movie, Eve of Destruction, last week. Go check it out. Um, they are meeting at the war zone. Apparently, this is a place where they meet to fight each other. Everyone's getting into position, and uh, shootout starts. Uh, then our teachers show up, our robot teachers, and they start just taking out both gangs. They get their little plan together, and they take no prisoners, gentlemen. Um, I was kind of worried. Think it
0: was like kind of nice that they like waited for each team to get into place position first.
1: It's very like civil war mannerisms, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Fair fight, you know. I was kind of worried because we kind of get a little bit of the shootout, and I was like, "Well, that's this is super lame." But then it goes into it. it picks up. I, I think it does pretty. Would good.
0: you want to hide behind a giant spool? Or what are those for? Cable. Uh, cable, cable, cable. Cables.
6: I only see them in boats in the form that they are in this movie. I never see them with anything <laughs> loaded on them.
1: <laughs> yeah, hey, they're
6: too heavy.
3: Yeah, you don't see them on someone's back porch because they've turned it into like that's a what table. I'm saying. <laughs> I
6: see it that way, but that there's nothing on oh. it, there's no purpose for it. Then mm. we've converted this into a table.
0: I think you're you just you zone
4: it out. You don't realize that it's there. No. I don't see you. I dude. will say they're on the back of like pickup trucks a lot because of the cable. and I like never realized that's what it was because it, it just looks like a huge coil of cable and it never occurred to me until I saw one being unloaded that I was like holy shit that's just a big spool.
6: No, I Crying. never see them. I would know. <laughs> There's a certain
1: there's a certain warehouse where I work, and next time I go, I'll I'll snap a picture. They got a mm-hmm. few down there with cable on. Okay,
0: yeah, please do. And Crown will be uh-huh. like, "Why'd you send me a picture of nothing? I mm-hmm. can't see. I don't see anything." <laughs>
1: it's, it's a, it's,
6: this is just a corner of a room, dude.
1: Go to your eye doctor. We get a nice shootout that goes on here. Very early '90s action. Uh, I love. Um, Brayless, he throws their grenade and jumps into the water. Like, you don't, that's very 1990s. You don't see that a lot anymore. Uh, we got teachers, they're killing the students. Uh, they arm themselves with a lot of the SMGs that the kids are using, and they just start mowing these motherfuckers down. Blackhearts rush in, chaos ensues. Cody sees Hector going into a building. uh Harden also sees this and follows. He's just uh, doing all this hardcore shit. And this is fucking sweater vest looking like a history teacher. Uh, Cody and Hector get into a shootout. Um, this is where Harden pulls Cody's buddy through the wall, tearing him in half, awesome. which was pretty fucking sweet, guys.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody sees Harden do this through the hole and shoots him. Nothing happens. Uh, about that time, Cody runs out and then he sees the other two teachers coming in to get him. Uh, Cody gets, or he gets away. Mm-hmm. How did he get away? Did it not show that?
4: I can't remember either.
1: I don't think it showed it. I just uh... think it showed him. He got out of there. Cause I don't think he went into the water or anything. Anyway, we cut to the Blackhearts Club. Um, they're asking Cody's asking if he if any of them saw Harden there at the Warzone because he still believes that the teachers have something to do with the murders of the students. Uh, the Blackhearts still don't believe the guy. They're like, "You're full of shit, dude. You're crazy. Teachers wouldn't do this." Uh, we cut to the next day. We got Cody here. He hides out and grabs Christy real quick. Or quick. Says that the teachers are after him, tells her about uh, that they fought the Razorheads last night and Harden was there and showed up and that he shot him and nothing happened. Uh, and then he says for the first time, they seem like they can't be human. Uh, Cody wants Christy to tell her dad, Mr. Langford, to do something. But Christy informs him that Mr. Harden has already told Langford that they broke into his house. And uh, apparently he was not very happy with that. Uh, we cut to another meeting with Langford and Forrest. Here, Langford once again says he's not happy with the dead students that are showing up, and not happy with the way that the teachers are acting
0: towards the seriously students. ten more dead kids, and I'm going to get real pissed, guys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: sixteen. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ten more dead kids. That's strike one. <laughs> <laughs> Grades are improving, though. Uh, Forrest says you signed up for this. Pretty much fucking deal with it. And he spills the beans on the backgrounds of our three robot teachers here. They were battle droids designed battle for war. Battle droids. <laughs>
0: yeah, he gets but- pissed when he calls them an android.
1: <laughs> but they were too aggressive, so pretty much Forrest Megatech took them on and reprogrammed them to be educational models. And uh, Washington loved this and gave his company billions of dollars. That's what the B. They basically
6: uh, just took a tank and put, like, a suit jacket on top of it. <laughs> they were, like... Painted it. This is an educator now.
0: Here's some chalk and an apple. This is... That makes you here's, a teacher. Go
3: for
1: it. glasses. <laughs> yeah. You get
0: summers off. <laughs> see a tank.
3: Perhaps the most unrealistic part of the movie is the military saying, these battle droids are too violent and too dangerous mm-hmm. for us.
1: I just, yeah. that's a, that's I'm sorry wouldn't say that. Well, <laughs> well I think that's that... Say- yeah, exactly. that's kind
6: of Stacy Keach's character though, being like, "They're not doing anything wrong. Like, this is all, this is all fine,
0: dude." I almost knocked Dan for this. I was like, "Dan, th- these robots are doing exactly what they were programmed to do. Like, a part of the mm-hmm. category was robots gone bad. These people were these these battle droids were oh. well within their programming, but they were bad. They're first. hard to kill, so you're good to go." <laughs> He Lankford. mentions the 10-year war, and I was like, oh, how, how novel that in 1990 they were like, yeah, 10 years, that's a really long time for a war. And what <laughs> yeah. well, we've had, like, three since then that are they know, they 10 years know. or more.
2: <laughs> Langford
1: says that the, the options for the students, I guess, is they should learn or be killed. And he wants to terminate the program as well. Forrest says that's not going to happen. Mr. Bryless is there. He chokes Langford to death. His fingers poke right through his neck, which is pretty cool. Uh, we cut to the Razorheads clubhouse. Hector gets on the f- gets a phone call from Cody, calling him out. Says uh, uh, he says he'll be there. Uh, he hangs up. His buddy asks him, "Do you trust him?" He says, "Yeah." Like a vampire giving me a blowjob. Greatest line I imagine.
3: I, I was just gonna say. I imagine the screenwriter typed that out and was just like, "Done. Perfect. Perfection." Yep, I'm going. No second try. Buffalo
0: Wild Wings.
6: <laughs> yep, going to Busters. I'm already at Buffalo
0: Wild Wings. <laughs>
1: That's
0: where I finished the script. From. Come here every Wednesday to type.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, uh, we cut. Wait.
0: So a vampire? Do vampires? intake the blood through the fangs? This might be a dumb question. Or are the fangs simply to pierce and then they drink? I it's think I've seen thing. it both that ways. second one?
4: Okay, and go both ways? I think it depends on the movie. I have definitely seen movies where they suck it through the fangs. Okay. Because huh. really, if, as long as they've got teeth control, who better
0: to suck than a vampire?
1: Right? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, but you could only. What if you wanted a day blowy? Oh, okay, you're well, going they
0: need the the day blower.
6: You're going like right up to the edge of a dangerous situation, though, and I, I you're almost hey, some
0: of us. Yeah, that's you, all we've got left.
6: You're more getting <laughs> off on the thrill of it than anything at that point.
1: Yeah, but would you really be mad if you got a BJ and you became a vampire? I mean, I wouldn't be mad at that.
0: No, not at all it's a hell of a story that you could tell for Eternia.
1: Yeah, I, I think
6: in the continuing uh, 5,000 years, you'd probably give it a second thought, but I
7: don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, just me. but if it's
1: the way that you became a vampire, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. oh, this is on a ship and Brad Pitt jumped, or Tom Cruise jumped on top of me and bit me. I was like, no. Tom Cruise is blowing me. <laughs> 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 Go see Top Gun Maverick. It's great, guys. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, We cut to Christy's house here. Mrs. Connors has broken in and forces Christy to call Cody. (laughs) Just think of like a robber that forces you to call people. (laughs) That'd be terrible. (laughs) Call your mom. (laughs) God, fuck. (laughs) Why does she need her? She can imitate voices. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, what was the point?
0: (laughs) Only you know his (laughs) phone number. I didn't write it down.
6: Yeah, she wasn't she wasn't uploaded with the yellow pages in her brain. So Somebody Yeah, yeah. somebody stole our
0: <laughs> our address and phone number book.
1: And it wasn't even Christy's voice. She literally just broke into the house to get Cody's number.
0: Yeah. Because she's I mean, she using Hector's technic- voice. She does technically <laughs> kidnap her, I guess, but uh, yeah, that's the true. whole mm-hmm. There's no reason for her to be there for the call.
1: <laughs> she could have got this done. Yeah. At a pay phone yeah. way earlier.
0: <laughs> it was a cool bit, though. And then when you realize that, oh, did they fake his voice for the Hector call? Like, who did that?
1: I really appreciated the subtitle because it says Mrs. Connor impersonates Hector's voice.
2: Because <laughs>
1: hmm. at first I didn't. Well, this. I was like, whose voice is that?
3: This uh, this predates the T2 uh, imitating does. voice, yeah, right? How's Wolfie? Yeah, because they. Yeah, they didn't they didn't do that in the in the first one. So, uh I got I was a little surprised that uh, they kind of beat
0: T2 to the punch there.
1: Yeah, I guess. That's six stars from everybody.
0: <laughs> okay, on a scale to thrilled to oh my god, I can't wait how excited are you guys for Avatar 2?
1: I got more excited for the Mission Impossible trailer. <laughs> yeah, me too.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So it's thrilled to. I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> like,
6: yeah. The bottom is um, thrilled.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the, I'll take Thrill. thrilled. Then I guess <laughs> that's the lowest I yeah. can go. Nick,
4: <laughs> I'm. I waver. Definitely not. I can't wait, but somewhere okay. between thrilled in the middle. I just every time I don't hear James Cameron say anything about it, and I just hear like, "Oh, Avatar two is coming out." Cool, but then I hear James Cameron talk, and that guy is such a piece of shit. I'm sorry. He's uh, an amazing filmmaker, but just a shitty, shitty person.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. His, his, uh, some comments he made this week I thought were really kind of great though. He was like, Yeah, I can already hear everybody bitching about it being three hours. That's the kind of my, thing I'm talking about. Yeah, he's like, But my, my daughters will sit down and watch they'll binge watch five episodes of a show. So shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gets what he wants. That's for sure. Like it's,
4: I mean, when the first avatar came out, I think it was, it was either in Rolling Stone or Entertainment Weekly. There was a huge article about the making of the film, which was actually a great article on like the tech behind it. Um, But he was quite, it was also an article about James Cameron and his like many marriages, his many failed marriages. And, I forget if it was the one to, um, uh, Linda Hamilton or, um. bagelow, Yeah, it may have been. I can't remember. But when that marriage was ending, he said something along the lines, he's quoted in the article as saying something along the lines of, um, like, anyone can be married, but there's only like three people in the world who can do what I do. And I need to concentrate on that. <laughs> so anyone can be, be a husband. But no one can do what I do,
2: Mm -hmm.
4: and he's right. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He's like he he he's earned it, I guess. But I still think he's a cocky piece of crap.
1: Nobody can wait till these computers can finally bring my vision to life.
4: (laughs) But he's made like some of the best films of all time. I mean, like yeah, it's undeniable. Yeah, Yeah, no, he's an incredible filmmaker and a visionary. He's, like, the one person who that, like, those campaigns could actually say, like, from visionary director James Cameron. I'd be like, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I totally right. I agree, and that's why it's,
3: like, so annoying that all he's doing is, like, four more Avatar movies coming up. Like, I'd so much rather see him doing, I don't know, other projects yeah. that's not Avatar. Well, it sounds
4: like when they first announced the sequels and then they, like, expanded it to four, he was like, I'm just in the Avatar business from now on. He, had, I, he was claimed yeah. he was never going to make it. But now I just read he's, he might give up four and five to a different filmmaker because he has other projects in the works, huh? which is encouraging. Know. That is. I was happy to hear that.
0: And there's something to it
4: that the, he the other a big, pro- The other projects but, are just
6: three more documentaries where he goes to the bottom of the ocean, though. So, <laughs> you know, pick your poison.
0: <laughs> oh, that's, that's what I was going to use as like uh, another addition to him being a dick on when we first got Disney Plus Sam was like do they have any good like documentaries I was like oh they got all those Nat Geo things and there was a James Cameron revisits Titanic thing like and they were using modern technology and blah 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 to like associate the physics because he he had some people challenging on how you know he presented the Titanic to break or whatever and the way he was talking to the people I was like, holy shit, if this is the footage that they're putting in the documentary, how was he talking to them? Like, like, what did it look like of what they cut out? But he was just straight up like, no, you're not listening to me. Shut up. Like, he was like, I, I want it to like grabbing the model and like, it does this. Do this. <laughs> Fuck me, man. But I guess you got to be that. I mean, if you, no, you have want to that specific product, you got to be that way, you know?
4: You have to be. I was, I'm reading a uh surprise I'm reading a book about The Shining um but it's one that I haven't read. No. Yeah, yeah it's a, it's a it's a 750 page collection of essays and interviews. Um and some of the essays were like collected from other collections and some are new. And um yeah, and like I, the more I read I'm like Jesus Christ Stanley Kubrick was such a piece of shit too. <laughs> like what an asshole. He ruined so many people's <laughs> lives, but like yeah. Look what he made, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, fucking Michael Mander fucking fired that set director or whatever for a, a dirty windshield on Manhunter <laughs> wow. Tom Noonan tells this story of like yeah we were like waiting like five hours for them to set up this van for this one shot and man came over and was like hold on a second and then like 20 minutes later they heard like oh he just fired the set director and somebody had to come in and like replace the windshield or whatever Man, I didn't know that story.
2: Yeah,
0: I'll 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 see if I can find that clip. That seems right up Brantley's alley,
4: like Mm -hmm. research-wise. Yeah. Oh, there was one great anecdote in this essay, which is actually really, really cool, but also like hilarious. So when Vivian Kubrick was shooting the making of the Shining documentary, which like. She had to like basically sign a contract with her dad <laughs> to make, which was like, "Yeah, you can shoot whatever you want, but like, her dad has final say on like what what's actually going to be released in the film." And she shot like one hundred twenty thousand feet of film, so they, they were like cutting it forever. And Gordon Stainforth, who wound up being, I think he's credited as like an assistant editor on The Shining, but he wound up taking over editing when Ray Lovejoy actually had to step out because he was worked into the ground by Stanley Kubrick and, like, had a blow-up and left. Um, anyway, Gordon Stainforth was on the movie because he had started by cutting Vivian Kubrick's documentary, and when they finished filming in Elstree Studios, Raiders of the Lost Ark came in immediately after. Um, so they were shooting that in the same sound stages, and Vivian Kubrick was still editing the documentary in Elstree Studios. And I guess... They built a fake floor to film the scene with all the snakes. Um, and, uh, and like, a bunch of the snakes were fake, and then there were a bunch of live snakes. And apparently Karen Allen and Harrison Ford, there were just so many snakes on the floor that they were, like, stepp- stepping on snakes and, like, forcing them into the floorboards. And there were, like, dead snakes all over, like, I guess, for, like, several days. And Vivian Kubrick talked to Animal Control and got the production <laughs> shut down for a day while they figured that shit out. <laughs> It's great story that's no, great sorry no it's uh, great yeah. no no but no yeah that's
3: that's a quite the story if you guys want to hear uh uh some of the research wise uh, i sent the notes for child's play to the other day um and uh there's so many comments from like john lafia and don mancini and uh uh, David Kirshner, the people who continue on with the Child's Play franchise, just dunking on Tom Holland. Like, there was no love lost between them and Tom Holland, the director of the first film. Um, it, it all came out. It, it, it's Tom Holland's fault because he didn't, uh, uh, and in a Fantastique uh, article, it talked about how he should have had solo credit for the screenplay, basically. And said that like, even though the credits say it's shared, like that's my script and da da da, And that seemed to really piss them off. And, and they kind of went off on him, uh, in other Fantastique articles. Oh man. man. Chucky yeah. drama. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And then Child's Play 2 when you watch it there's another good guy doll and he's named Tommy after Tom Holland. So <laughs> you just can imagine if I'll let you decide what the symbolic nature of that is when you see what happens to the Tommy <laughs> doll. Uh
1: I got to rewatch him. <clears throat> mhm. All right, guys, where the fuck are we? Shit. Mrs. Connor, yes, she impersonates Hector and tells Cody that he has Christine, or Christy, and he wants to meet him at, uh, at the school in an hour.
6: I've got if, your car, Christine.
1: Meet me. <laughs> <laughs> if he ever wants to see her again. Cody buys this information, and then he can finally, or finally convinces the Blackhearts. That the teachers are up to something, and they have something to do with the deaths of these students. They finally buy into it, and they decide to help Cody.
0: Because they're like, why would this guy want to go back to school? Yeah, That's, That is the logic thing that they're like, oh, wait, yeah, he fucking hates school.
1: Like, why would we do that?
0: So why does he go nine hours a day? <laughs>
1: <laughs> we cut to the command center at the school. All the staff of Dr. Forrest here have been killed. We cut back to Cody. He meets Hector at the school. Uh, he says something along the lines of, Did you you come alone. He's like, no. So both of the gangs pour in and cars and bikes and shit. Cool. And
0: again, everybody waits until they're all lined up and cocked and ready to go yeah. before mm-hmm. there's even any threat of violence.
1: <laughs> some respect here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody states that he's not going to fight Hector, but someone is running a game on him, and he believes it's the teacher's. Uh, he gives a somewhat uh, lackluster speech here, saying he's going to go into the school and waste some teachers. Who's with me? Both of the gangs buy into it, but Hector says, "All right, we'll go do this. But if there any, if there isn't any fucking teachers in there, the war's back on." So yeah, we head into this.
6: I'm going to have to kill somebody, and I <laughs> when I go in there. So mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: uh, they RPG the entrance of the school. And the gangs mount up and head into the school with dirt bikes and their SMGs in tow. Um, Guys, this is the second movie I had where dirt bikes are being driven in buildings. I think I'm addicted. Uh, We cut to the inside of the school. Cody says that there's one rule. Make sure Christy doesn't get hurt. And be careful because these things. Is that the first one? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's three. What was the, uh,
0: what was the other one that you were thinking of?
1: Stone Cold, under in the uh,
0: well, that was like a public or the, a courthouse, the Capitol. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, it's a Capitol building.
0: That was yeah the the January sixth run through
1: <laughs> the preview before <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Check out Stone Cold; it's great. All right, um, he says, make sure that Christy doesn't get hurt. And be careful because these things are fucked up George Jetson nightmares. Uh, they ask uh, if anybody has... Or they split up. One goes to the library. They make a reference to an author here named Anne Beattie. I looked her up. She really doesn't have anything like super popular. So that was just kind of weird that they put that in but, there.
0: But I mean, she might have had an yeah. impact on Lester. So...
1: Mm-hmm. Who
3: are we
0: to judge?
1: Does anybody well, know one this? One of these
3: members, no,
2: Yeah.
1: Well,
3: one of them also pronounces it library, and I wanted to punch my TV screen. That happens. They all the are time. working on library. They are in a free and, fire, uh, free
6: fire zone. I mean, they they're doing their best. <laughs> the edu- yeah, I'll cut him some slack.
3: The I guess. education
1: can't be great at this point, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Hector and Cody, they decide they're gonna team up and search together for Christy. Uh they a little go
0: heartfelt th- respect yeah. back and forth.
1: He kind of mentions that he knew him like earlier in like elementary school, I guess. I don't know. But uh they search an empty classroom, they come out, Mrs. Connor knocks him out, WWE clothesline style here right off their bikes. Uh, they shoot her up pretty good. She laughs it off. Cody stabs her. Uh, this is where she pulls her chest apart, revealing all her robotic innards. Uh, she then melts off her own hand to reveal a fucking flamethrower, guys, and torches a passerby of one of the gangs. But Cody Sick. and Hector are able to escape and ride off and meet up in another hallway uh, with... With Hector. And uh, Mr. Brightless comes out of another classroom and rips his arm off to reveal a mini RPG gun, guys.
6: I'm glad they didn't disable any of these things when they put them in the classroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, mm-hmm. These are still necessary items to be <laughs> available for these teachers. Duh, Forrest was in charge. Also-
3: Every one of them tears off their arm to get out their weapon once again, preceding T2, T2. yeah. I was going to
0: say, like, yeah, the music already has a T2 vibe as soon as you start it. Mm-hmm. Damn, did Cameron just fucking rip off class of '99? Cameron
4: obviously just, yeah, totally stole it all from him. That's who he was referring me. to when he was like, There's only three people who can do what I do. Mm-hmm. It was Mark L. Lester. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the third one is.
1: Catherine Bigelow. I don't want to get into
4: this really, but
6: whenever they start tearing limbs off, uh, these robots are running on a bunch of green goop that made me think, this might Mm -hmm. be the same green goop that's powering all the puppets in Puppet
1: Master. (laughs) Kron, wait till upon further research. I got some news for you.
0: What is a robot but a metal puppet?
1: That's true. It's true. Good point. All right. He rips off his hand, revealing a mini RPG gun. Uh, They shoot back, but he fires back as well, and we all know what that does. Uh, Cody and the gang escape down the hallway. One of the Razorhead members gets caught by uh, Mr. Brayless there, and he blows this dude right out the window, guys. Uh, We cut back to Cody. He finds Christy locked in a cage. Cody shoots her out of this cage. Uh, Harden, meanwhile... Comes walking in. What a rumble! Uh, Cody shoots him. He pops his arm off to reveal a drill. A claw drill. One could, unlucky... Could uh, have been a
6: little tunneler puppet. I mean... <laughs>
3: <laughs> this this seemed like the most poorly designed yeah. one. I mean, at least the flamethrower has like some range to it. And of course, the, the RPG does. This, you gotta get right in there and be right up next to whatever your victim is. So... Seems like they could have gotten a better weapon Quick
0: fix. It's a grappling thing.
2: Shoots out, grabs him,
1: pulls him to
0: him.
2: Uh,
1: Yeah, good call. Once again, we've outsmarted this movie. Um, One unlucky Blackheart gets on the wrong end of the claw drill and Harden drills right into his fucking face. Oh, Harden has Cody with the other hand by the neck. He knocks him to the ground and tries to drill into his face. But Cody grabs his trusty Uzi just in time and shoots through Harden's mouth into his head, which decapitates him. And that's the end of our, our friend Harden. It looks okay, cool. So I,
6: there's like yeah, it light, looks great. There's like a light inside the head that mm-hmm. they put in there. and mm-hmm.
0: yeah. uh, There's a little... A pattern that i noticed so this guy was the more thinker of the three and he gets his head blown out Mm. we'll keep we'll keep going with the other two
6: (laughs) yeah dude dude. yeah Yeah, dude (laughs) this fucking deep movie (laughs) dude
3: i'll I'll say up to this point all the practical effects are like pretty darn mm -hmm. good like so far um We'll talk about the finale, but, you know, up to this point, it's pretty good.
1: Cody and Christy, they escape to another room where Christy discovers her dad, Mr. Langford, is dead. Oh, shit. And now Mrs. Connor's hot on their trail. And the chase is on. Uh, She tries to flamethrower him, but uh, she misses. And they run up some stairs. Cody grabs an axe. Cody and Christy go into the chemistry room that she teaches in. And he tells Christy to turn on all the gas. Um, Too late.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, if your school is in a free (coughs) fire zone and that are constantly bringing weapons and all the kinds of horrible stuff into the school, would you think they'd have like a chemistry room that has like (laughs) gas and burners ready to go?
2: Probably
1: not.
0: (laughs) Seems like a recipe for disaster. Yep. Just simply a valve. No lock, nothing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think ours ever had gas to him. He had to turn it on, I guess. What? Our school yeah, had teacher, Well, Yeah, yeah the, but the teacher they, had I've, control of
0: it. I think they had to go into that yeah. locked room and turn yeah. the valve to open it up
1: mm. for it to actually mm. work.
0: And I know this because I got to go in that room once because our chemistry teacher, she thought that my shirt was inappropriate. So she called me in there and told me to turn it inside out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was just you two alone in there?
0: Yeah, she said, take your shirt off. And I was like, whoa. She said it's inappropriate. Oh, it said second place sucks. By the way, I had gotten second in a wrestling tournament that weekend, and like bought that as a joke, mm. and I wore it to school on Monday. And she was like, "That's an inappropriate word." So I literally had to turn my shirt inside out.
6: And then she
0: kind of like uh, kicked the
6: gas tank with her foot, and you guys did whippets together for <laughs> mm-hmm. thirty five well, minutes. Yeah, she told me to take
0: my shirt bumped. off, tie the, tie the tie the sleeves closed, you know, mm-hmm. and then she filled that up and. We just walked through the halls. I notes. had
2: I
1: had a shirt that said Bloodhound Gang sucks. And they made me, he's like, well, either put it inside out or cover up the sucks. He's, I said, you got any double-sided tape? He said, yeah. So I wrote is cool on a piece of paper and just stuck it to the shirt. <laughs> I was like, it just says sucks. Like, really? All right, they turn on all the gas. Hey, Dan, they
6: your shirt is making me too horny, dude. You're going to have to <laughs> turn
1: that inside out, all right? Isn't that that band that talks about doing it like animals? I
6: mm-hmm. cannot read the word sucks, dude. <laughs> that
1: is distracting. You know what? My wife doesn't suck, so you're not going to suck in this classroom yeah, she's I'm not, not, not even Tom Cruise. All right. All right. I did make a Tom Cruise blowjob joke on this. You episode. did. I gotta quit. Cause I'm going out on top, gun. All right, Connor searches for him, which they're right in the front of the fucking door. I don't know how she doesn't see. She's a she is a computer, really. <laughs> Cody pops up back here, you mechanical bitch, and throws his axe perfectly into a flammable container that's located in her chest area. And with all the other gas turned on, she blows up. Uh, we got a one-liner here from Cody that says, guess I blew that course. Uh, so she's because- the
0: chemi- or she's a chemistry teacher and dies mm. from an explosive chemical reaction.
6: Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, if a man. bunch of 15-year-olds can defeat your war robots, I don't know if the government mm-hmm. is you know, going to be doing too well in <laughs> battle here. Yeah.
0: Often, in, in some cases, without firearms, mm-hmm. uh, like with that axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This third world, uh, third world country has fire and forklifts. <laughs> These dudes are fucked.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, again, yeah. they wouldn't have an axe just there to take. Just like they wouldn't have gas in the things at this school. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. Like, they wouldn't have, like, in the school, they wouldn't, it's like an airplane. They wouldn't let them have axes and stabbing implements and shit. Yeah. it's oh, a good point.
1: Uh, we cut to the hallway. Cody and Christy meet up with Hector here, but Brayless is hot on their trail again. They run outside to the school. Cody has a plan. Hector distracts uh, Brayless by shooting at him. What's his name Brayless? Brayless like, blows up. I think it's up, uh, Bryles or something. I think Bryles? you've said it 15 Bryles? different ways
6: throughout the record. So <laughs>
1: What yeah. a terrible name. Bryless. B-R-Y-L-E-S. Bryles. Bryles. Miles blows up the security mm-hmm. tower got it. with his mini RPG launcher. This is enough time for Cody, though to come ba- barreling through with the armored school bus that we saw earlier and run his ass over. Uh, it's he. The bus speeds up, they jump off, and it goes into the school and, of course, blows up. For some stupid fucking reason, Cody and the gang decide to go back inside to look for survivors. Uh, as they get into the school, they hear something and go investigate. As they walk into one another, I guess, I don't even know what it is, Dr. Forrest grabs Christy and holds her at gunpoint. Oh, Hector uh, says
0: that's one of our bikes. Yeah, like he, something. Yeah, they, they hear a noise in the basement or something.
1: Yeah. So I guess they're back in the basement. Uh, we cut back to the school bus. Bryles is very damaged, but still functional and gets up and heads towards the gang.
0: And you think this looks questionable, Brantley?
3: Yeah, this maybe isn't up to snuff with the rest yeah. of the film. <laughs> Probably based on their budget it's not that bad, but
0: yeah, this the is f- definitely work out a little like. Ooh. The face it I think is pretty great though. Like uh especially when it's yeah. walking down the hall towards them. Mm-hmm. And it looked awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh Cody asked Forrest here if he's responsible for bringing these robots to the school. He pretty much says, yeah, now he's going to be an outstanding citizen and uphold his image by killing all them because they caused all this. And still be in good hands with the government and all them. Uh, We cut to Bryles. He's still making his way to the classroom. Dr. Forrest shoots Hector. Bryles finally arrives and slams his hand right through Dr. Forrest, killing him. Uh, He then slaps Cody he falls down. Uh, Christy goes up a ladder. Uh, this fucking robot starts to climb the ladder as well. Cody wakes up just in time to jump on an old trusty forklift that nobody saw earlier and slams his forks into Bryles. Christy is fighting him as this is happening, and she manages to get a chain around his neck, and she jumps off. Cody brings the forks up on the forklifts, and this rips the robot's ass apart, decapitating him. Uh, Cody and Christy are-
6: Each fork grabs a cheek and just rips it in half. (laughs) Just
1: spreads. (laughs) Spread that ass, baby. Uh, Cody and Christy are safe and sound. They share a kiss, and they walk out through the destruction of Kennedy High School. End credits. Class of 1999. Good night. And good luck. (laughs) Gentlemen, would we like to hear some more research or would we like to give some final thoughts?
4: I'm curious. I want to hear the the puppet master. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm, Same.
1: Okay. Um, We'll start with that one. It took 10 puppeteers to move the android at the end of the movie
0: battle droid
1: (laughs) battle droid so kron chalk Mm. it up to a puppet
6: movie you know one of those one of those puppeteers was phoning it in at least
1: (laughs) you know one of those puppeteers probably worked on a puppet master movie just saying uh Lightning Pictures is what we started with at the beginning. Um that is a genre film division of Vestron Pictures, gentlemen. Vestron owned the US distribution rights to a little movie from nineteen eighty eight called Amsterdamd. <laughs> hey Lightning Pictures
6: Vestron had a lot of bangers, Dan. I mean <laughs> I don't mean to yeah split. Lightning hairs Pictures
1: here. Also released Blood Diner from nineteen ninety er, from nineteen eighty seven and street trash from nineteen eighty seven. And yes, Vestron did have some other bangers as well.
3: What a great name. Well Vestron had a Vestron had a like fifty million dollar deal with Charles Band and, and Full Moon Features to do their distribution too. Shit.
1: Did that ever go through?
3: Okay. So another Puppet Master. Yeah. Okay.
1: I didn't no. see those on well, I guess it was a different one. Hmm. Yeah, they have some weird ones then like some super like successful ones. You're like, huh? That they put out, but um, uh,
3: the the only thing that it, maybe it was with his Empire Pictures and not Full Moon okay. Features, but they definitely had a deal with Charles that, Band to distribute. That's what I was going to
0: ask because Band is like notorious for starting like he's like got several different company. little yeah, subsidiaries yeah. and everything, right? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and and I think the Empire pictures are the ones that he doesn't own the rights to anymore. Like they got sold off to like MGM or something. I think he's
6: Yeah. Um, I think he's got a few of them cuz I know he he put out Tourist Trap through Full Moon, which was an Empire, mm-hmm. you know, like under the Empire umbrella, but yeah, I think gotcha. I would guess it would be Empire cuz Empire was a like a theatrical studio where Full Moon I think is like straight to video, like everything is straight to video, so I would guess gotcha. at the time, yeah, yeah like could the Empire case. did not have distribution, so he outsourced it, you know? Yeah. But I'm just guessing. I don't uh-huh. know. I didn't research any of this, so. Yeah.
3: I didn't even take notes. I, I heard him on Mick podcast. That's that's where I'm getting all of this info from. Um,
1: Filmed in Seattle, Washington, the whole thing. Um, Dawn, who was one of the lady member of the, the black heart. She has a few lines that is Jill Gatsby, uh, who that's actually the daughter of Larry Cohen. So this is her first oh. movie. How about this that? was released May 11th, 1990, a budget of $5.2 million. Uh, oh, yeah. box office brought in a little over 2.4 million. So,
3: well, this is, a, this is a video play, right? I mean, this had to be like, a, we're going to make that coin
0: on,
1: home on that video. that VHS, baby. Yeah. 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 But
0: I, I feel like you see all $5 million on screen, really. I mean, there's a shit ton of explosions. There's, I mean, 10 puppeteers. They're not cheap.
1: <laughs> well, and he went practical, That's- you know, instead of, this is 1990, so computer CGI was starting to... Kind of roll in there a little bit, but so, but yeah that that's all I got guys on uh, on research. Did anybody else look anything up, or do you like this movie is not worth it?
3: I just didn't have the time. I was doing too much <laughs> other research on other stuff
0: on a real yeah for a real show <laughs> <laughs> for a real franchise. <laughs> I had to look up uh, Patrick Kilpatrick. So I was like, what an incredible mm. name. Yeah, And then when I realized who it was, yeah. I was like, oh shit, yeah, he pops up in a lot of stuff.
3: Oh, I guess, I, I kind of mentioned that before, but I looked up Joshua John Miller, who played Angel in this film, just because I recognized him from Near Dark, playing Homer, mm-hmm. and, uh, and realized that he, he's still in the game, but he's not acting, he's writing now, primarily. And he did, he wrote The Final Girls, um, horror comedy, and I guess developed the show uh, queen of the south and was writing on that as well. And uh, he has uh, his own film, uh, the Georgetown project that's in development. And uh, I think it's supposed to come out this year that he directed. So
1: good for him. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep it on our radar.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Guys, I have a grid prepared. <laughs> Is it
1: time for, for what time for what?
0: Stein.
1: you think it's time for the internet. three of us are long? dying
0: right now <laughs> dan i think you and i are the only ones who haven't like head bobbed a few times <laughs> i, I was just another looking at
4: hardy is it hardy no i'm sorry john p ryan um because i thought he looked familiar he plays the history teacher yeah um yeah and i forgot three o'clock Definitely high familiar which is a fucking awesome movie okay uh, and I forgot he was in that and Bound, which is another great movie. Yeah. Mm. All
2: right. I yeah, think when I good. looked
1: him up, Bound was like the top thing that he was in. Yeah.
0: Best of the best. He's in Death wish,
4: wish Four, The Crackdown. Four, the crackdown. <laughs> He's in Best of the Best. Shit. I mean, he seemed to be having a great time in this movie. Yeah. 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 I mean, he was just yeah. yeah what sure a rumble! You know. <laughs> He's awesome. Hmm. I wonder how many takes they did of the spanking. They, I mean, it's, it's all over the trailer. They, he, they, they he were pretty pr- proud of that. He probably kept in a lot of the
6: reviews. He kept asking for one more.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had to bring in stun doubles to make it look more mechanical. That one kid really makes he sells it like it's the most painful experience <laughs> of his life. <laughs> I haven't spanked. I guess I haven't been spanked by a robot, so I don't know. There you go, battle droid. In. All right, Kron, start us off. Uh, all right, guys, this
6: is right my letterbox. I'm going to make this short and sweet. I think for everyone, this is some down the middle of the road fare. Across the board, I'm giving you all 3.0s. I have
4: to look up what I already rated it. I don't remember
0: while you're looking at up Brantley, do you want to go?
3: Sure. Uh, I'll go, uh, bones. I think you gave it a 3.0. Dan, I'm going to think you gave it a 3.0. Cron, I'm going to go a little lower for you. I think you did a 2.5. Nick, I think you're at a 3.0 as well.
0: If you're ready, Nick, go ahead.
4: Um, Sure. Let's do um, three for Brantley. Um, three point five for Dan. Three point five for Bones. Three for Cron. Dan three
0: point oh. Brantley three point oh. Nick three point oh. My only deviation will be Cron 2.5.
1: Gentlemen, at the time of our review of Class of 1999, directed by Mark L. Lester, the letterboxed user rating is sitting at a 3.2. I got got Brantley at a 2.5. I got Nick at a 2.5. I got Cron Howard at a 2.5. And I think I'm going to do Bones. You know what? Let's make it a clean 2.5.
6: All right, guys. Uh, I think I'd be a 3.0 on this movie. It had a lot of fun ideas. um, And I, I don't know. Like, I think even our conversation is a good kind of indication of it but I think the first hour of this is really fun and then the last 30 minutes just kind of peter out like it just it just feels like it goes on too long or it just kind of reaches a you know it kind of reaches its its climax a little too early and then you just kind of wind down from there I feel like it doesn't really build up to a satisfying conclusion so um, I mean I do think it's got some problems I think it's got some weird you know pacing but it's a fun idea. Um, it's like I, I like all the characters in it. The edge drug is a fun thing to throw in for no reason whatsoever. Like there's some fun stuff in here. It's worth a watch. Um, I don't know. I had a good time.
2: 3.0. Brantley. Uh
3: yeah i i I, uh i'd be a 3.0 on this as well uh for a lot of the reasons kron just mentioned um you know this doesn't have the deep philosophical takes that i really appreciated from eve of destruction but uh like bones mentioned before i think you see all the money for this on the screen i think i was pleasantly surprised uh coming into this film um and uh Loved the practical effects, loved uh, a lot of the performances. I think people are, you know, are uh, not uh, acting like it's beneath them. I think they're really, you know, enjoying it. Uh, maybe even like getting into being able to play these sort of weird characters. Uh, Stacey Keach definitely seemed like he was, he was into it with his get up in it. Um yeah, it was a it was a lot of fun. It was uh a bit ridiculous at times, but uh overall uh an entertaining and enjoyable watch.
0: Mr.
4: Nick. Um <clears throat> I uh I really, really enjoyed this and I, I I'm just I'll cut to the chase. I give it four. I know. <laughs> you're surprised. Oh. Um <laughs> I uh I don't know if I could put my finger on exactly what it was, but I, I, I it had elements of lots of movies that I that I enjoy. It had you know, the style was was pure eighties, even though it was a 90, 90 release. Um I had huge vibes of like the faculty with a sprinkle of Terminator. Um I'm a huge mm-hmm. faculty fan and I thought and honestly <clears throat> um I I didn't feel like I definitely felt like the last, you know, third of the movie felt very different um but it was like surprisingly it wasn't what i expected like i knew they were androids but it, it went in a very horror sci-fi direction like it leaned heavily into that um with some gore that i wasn't really expecting so um so i guess it didn't peter off for me as much because i just felt like kind of blindsided by that um and uh yeah and fun fact i looked this up yesterday and i forgot about it but um apparently Lane St- Staley and Tom Morello um, made like a super group to record parts of the soundtrack of the faculty and they named the supergroup Class of 99. Huh, nice. Fuck yeah. So.
0: Wow. Uh, guys, I'm a 3.0. I think this is a pretty fun movie. Um, you see... Every dollar on screen, it feels like they do just enough to sort of justify the concepts. Um, like they, they build enough of a foundation to sort of justify uh, kind of what you're watching. But I would like a little bit more peppered in. I'd like a little bit more technology, maybe a little bit more with the we had to implement some emotion with the android so they could help make decisions and that's driving them to do this like there's a few things that you could kind of build on it does sort of feel like it's the same scene over and over and then also a big thing for me was the characters there was no real character to buy in while a lot of the actors were having fun just from a story perspective I didn't really latch on to any of them so uh yeah, over the plate, it's good. I definitely still enjoyed watching it the second time for notes. And like I told you guys before, like I think I watched it two and a half times. Like it, it didn't bore me. Um three well, point oh. Oh
1: yeah. <clears throat> you guys uh a two point five for me on the first watch. And a three for me on the second. I enjoyed it much more on the second time around. Um, it's got an Alice Cooper song. It's got a Nine Inch Nails song. Oh, um,
0: heck, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: I liked the end. I liked. I kind of thought watching it the first time, I'm like, all right, we haven't seen like anything, but these these fucking robots got some karate skills. They gotta have something else that's going to gonna come down. And I liked the. I liked the fucking arm weapon but yeah Harden's weapon was kind of lame i agree but um yeah man 3.0 for me it's a good time um great actors uh mr greg bradley i think was the name of cody culp i mean he's he didn't deliver the best of an acting job but you know i think it I think it worked here. I love the punk rock mentality when they catch it on film. I love what they did to the cars to make them look futuristic. And it looked like Mark L. Lester fucking tried. And, uh, if you watched class of 1984, it's a complete 360 on from what he did there, which class of 1984 is a really good fucking movie too. So I've like said it's a good time for me 3.0.
6: Alright guys, Uh, Class of 1999 would have an average rating from the five of us of 3.2. This would end up at number 23 on the big list. It would be right below Twice Dead at 22, right above Savage Streets at 24. So update your scorecard at home.
0: So that was and three point two was the letterbox average? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cool. We got there. Nice.
1: Nail finally. I think that's the first time. Yeah. <laughs> right on the money. <laughs>
0: uh, uh last week was a was it a five way tie in our yeah. rate by letterbox yeah. game. Uh this week, Kron and Nick, you're our, you're tied for our big winners. Three All points right. each. Brantley, you and I at two point five, nice. Dan one point five.
2: Motherfucker.
1: Rigged.
4: Yeah, Nick threw us all off. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that and oh, I hey, remain undefeated. Yeah, that
3: was quite the surprise. Go you with your heart, undefeated. baby. Yep.
4: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I really did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I if I saw it a second time, I might feel differently. But I mean, or a third time, I watched it like one and three quarters times, and I don't know if I, if I saw it again in like a month, maybe I'd feel differently. But it was not what I was expecting, and I felt like in a positive way.
1: Oh, fuck yeah.
0: Well, hell, we've gotten lucky
4: two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a blast
0: both weeks. Okay.
7: We'll just get rid it? Two movies I knew nothing Guess about. What,
1: guys? <laughs> we got one more week to go. Yeah, we do. Yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to uh, scrub ourselves clean of all this uh, punk rock dirtiness and grease and green oil.
0: I I might pull a sunny and just chill on the couch For a little bit
1: You look cooler with blood on you Mm -hmm. I took a hit of I took a hit of Edge
6: so I'm gonna be up for a little while
1: I think we need to take a hit of Edge (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen That was Class of 1999 From 1990 Directed by Mark L. Lester Uh, Go check it out It's available on Tubi along with his first one Class of 1984 So Check that out For all of us at the Five Day Reynolds Podcast and our special guest, Nick and Brantley from the Horror Drafts, Crash Crash and Burn.
6: Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn. Welcome back, everybody, to the 5-Day Rentals Podcast. Uh, we just concluded our episode of Class of 1999. Uh, this is our category software upgrade, parentheses, Microsoft, more like micro hard to kill, In parentheses. Nailed it. Uh, all right. We've <laughs> got one more movie to go. It's my selection. Uh, this is, of course category selected by bones and i had to think do i really know very much about bones i mean i've known him for a long time but could he secretly be some kind of cyborg and i had to think
0: could be hinting at it yeah
6: what i really know about him is he loves action he loves cutting-edge graphics and he loves james bond i tried to marry those three things together so for the third and final selection, I'm going to 1992. We're going to be watching The Lawnmower Man. Uh, this is directed by Brett Leonard. Guys, it's going to be a futuristic good time. You're going to see some stuff in this movie you've never seen before. Uh, has anybody watched this one?
4: I saw this movie in middle school. and I don't remember anything about it. So. Yeah. I'm actually excited that to revisit exciting. it since yeah.
3: I was a kid. Yeah. It's been a long time. Pierce Brosnan, right?
6: What's that? Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce, Pierce Brosnan, Brosnan. So right. that's kind of the, the yeah. Bond tie-in that I was alluding to.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Jeff Heady, or Is that his name? Fah- H- is it Fah- Jeff or Fahey? Or
2: Fahey? Jeff, Jeff Fah- Fahey? Fahey? Fahey, Fahey, Fahey? Fahey is how Fahey. I've heard it. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Because yep. I
0: think he's replaced in the sequels. With a different actor. And mm. I feel like I've only seen. The sequels. Okay.
4: How many are there? Yeah, I've I never well, I, I thought, thought never there was one. I don't know. I thought know. there was I one. I know there's at least Lawn 2. Which I've never. Who, yeah. Who's in *Lone Mower Man 2? Uh, Stephen King had his name removed from the know. first one. Right he's not yeah okay. yeah
6: yes. but i uh, from, from what i read it's yeah. like this was based on a short story by stephen king but
4: there's they, a scene in the first one as i recall that is the short story and, yeah They and then like so what do you do with that they the took whole like, scene is in there
6: yeah one yeah. scene it <clears throat> makes up maybe five minutes of the film and the rest of it is you know completely made up so yeah, yeah. uh i do not think that this movie is available to stream anywhere but fret not guys uh I'm gonna let everybody borrow my copy of this, so
1: <laughs> he's just gonna send it to nice. us individually.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll all be ready oh, to go. So in a an unmarked package. Yeah, don't don't worry
6: about how nice. it, we'll we'll discuss little,
0: off pod. <laughs> a little dusty. There is a Lawnmower Man 2. When you look up, is there a Lawnmower Man 3? It says uh in development.
6: Mm-hmm. Only in only as in as of dreams. 2020.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, shit yeah dude
6: all yeah right. man
1: it's been forever
6: yeah so th- this will conclude a uh, software upgrade we'll we'll see if once again Nick and Brantley decide to show up or call it quits here <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm in I can't wait to watch Lawn mower Man again all right this will be fun uh,
6: so with that said we'll see you next week same time same place crash and burn
0: see ya
2: Buddies forever. Everyone. <laughs> yes.